0: It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. It's alive.
1: <laughs> Dominic Lawton can be wild.
0: Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult
2: this week. We are spanning another genre, we're including, this time, sci-fi.
3: Yes, why
2: not? We've covered the kids section <laughs> <laughs> earlier on with Cool Cat. We've done a lot of horror, and a lot of action. This is a bit of sci-fi action straight from South Africa. What? <laughs> this is a South African production. Okay,
3: interesting. <laughs> it's uh, a vehicle for action star Reb Brown. Yeah, it's about time he turned up on this podcast.
2: It's been a long time coming. It is the 1988 film Space Mutiny.
1: You've seen Star Wars. You've seen Star Trek. Now, the ultimate star adventure. Space Mutiny. Journey with space colonists who are trapped on a never-ending voyage of terror, death, and destruction. It's cruel fate to be born in space. What are all these bodies for? When anyone is under suspicion, they're immediately arrested, tortured, and given the truth. However, they seem invincible. Caldan freezes them. Rhesist. Vicious pirate ships bombard the helpless crew of the starship Southern Sun. While fanatical oh. mutineers seize control from within. I'm out of control. Collision imminent. And there is only one man who can save them. Starring Rev Brown. I did what I had to do. Don't you think I realized a good man died? John Philip Law. Writer must be eliminated at once. James Ryan. Are there any other of you that wish to confuse freedom with reason? Cameron Mitchell. It is now time. And introducing Sissy Cameron.
0: that idiot who let her escape. We've got him on ice, sir. Kill him him at once. Yes,
1: sir. Reb Brown romances the commander's daughter while holding off sadistic terrorists.
0: Terminate with extreme prejudice.
1: Be mesmerized by mysterious alien women.
0: One cannot escape one's own destiny. We're going to hold out
4: here and never let
1: us take over the Southern Sun. Join the crew of the Southern Sun as they fight for their lives. Take this, you space bitch. Space. There is no way out.
2: Yes. So, as we said, this is a Reb Brown classic. Someone who has been overlooked for this podcast,
3: but is now making his debut. Yeah, he's been on radar. Yeah. <laughs> as he is on this in yeah. this film. Yes. <laughs> we finally brought him into the docking zone.
2: Uh, Reb Brown plays Dave Ryder. Yeah. It's, I mean,.
3: You just call him his surname, it sounds cool, but they do refer to him as Dave a they lot. They do, Which yeah. is not cool. No, especially... Sorry Dave's out there, but you know, for an action hero, come on.
2: Yeah. Um, he was in the 70s Captain America TV movies. He was in Strike Commando, which will probably be on this. Absolutely love that film. He was in Robo War. <laughs> yep yep whatever that is <laughs> <laughs> that looks awful that's going to be on air as well and he was also in cage with Lou Ferrigno and cage too. oh
3: yes yeah I've got cage I, I I saw that years ago with my mate uh on video amazing Lou Ferrigno uh, in that and actually he holds on to Red Brown um after being shot in the head <laughs> and he holds on to him hanging from a helicopter all the way from Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some grip on him. It's it's incredible. Incredible look, isn't <laughs> He's got a hell of a grip. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun, actually, that film.
2: And introducing Sissy Cameron as Dr Leah Jansen, who yeah. is Red Brown's actual wife in real life.
3: Still, or at the time.
2: Um, still. Um, I think mad. they met on this this film I could be wrong about that but uh, She was in Billy Jack That got a run out in the babysitter review That really? gets mentioned in the babysitter She was in Billy Jack as Miss False Eyelashes <laughs> She was also in one of Ken's favourites The Happy Hooker Goes to Washington As Miss Goodbody <laughs>
3: <laughs> I noticed that uh, her character names seem to just be descriptions of herself.
2: <laughs> she was in Porky's 2 as Sandy Latoy. So mm. okay,
4: yeah,
3: you can have a Sandy toy. It's not advisable <laughs> <laughs> if you're at the beach. Yeah, just careful of that, ladies. It's
0: alive! It's alive! It's alive!
2: Do you want to uh, have a little jab at describing the plot of this film for <laughs> me, Ken?
3: Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was a first-time view for me, this. Uh, I think Dom had seen it before. Uh, it's, I believe, an, is it an MS3, whatever the thing Th-
2: This is. is one of the legendary MST3K episodes, yeah. which is where I saw it, yeah.
3: Yeah, so I've, I've never even seen that version, let alone this version, the undoctored. Uh, no comments. Just a straightforward. This is the film.
2: I would say that if anyone is interested in getting into mystery science theatre, that that is probably the best episode to start with because it's just brilliant. All the jokes are great in it.
3: In fact, we'll probably just stop here then and uh, <laughs> just just head over to there, and uh, they'll, they'll do a lot better job than we're yeah. going <laughs> to. Goodbye. See you next week. Thanks very much for joining us,
1: <laughs> Dominic Lawton can be wild.
3: Yeah, so the plot anyway. The, yeah, the plot. I think the plot from what I got was um there there's like a massive spaceship and uh, they're just floating about the place and some evil guy wants to land it. Yeah, that's about it really. Pretty much. Yeah, and they do they say no we don't want to and he says yeah we should. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's as far as I got.
2: This has uh, two directors attached to it. <laughs> David David Winters um, started um, directing it, then had to be called away because of a family tragedy, and Neil Sundstrom took over, and both wanted their names taken off this film by the end.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've name-checked both of them, so uh, no yeah. dice, buddy, no <laughs> dice. I'll tell you what, though, the music at the beginning is brilliant. I love the opening credit music. Yeah, It's very, very, like... It makes it sound like it's going to be good, and then it's not.
2: No, this has a 13% Rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
3: <laughs> yeah. but it's, I mean, the, the opening credits the font and the blue holographic font they use is, is awful. I mean, the yeah. music's brilliant. The, the credits are rubbish. The, the music at the end is also brilliant, which will yeah. play it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we get a, uh, we get a, a voiceover uh, telling us what the southern sun is, and that's basically the, the big spaceship. Yeah. Physical cool name yeah, for it. Yeah, they use the Star Wars style, like uh, where we see how big it is just by slowly moving the camera across a toy. Yeah. Um, all
2: all of the outside spaceshippy stuff
3: in this was taken directly from Battlestar Galactica, yeah. apparently. <laughs> well done. Well <laughs> done to them <laughs> sneaking that in. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's called the Southern Sun. Yeah. Thirteen so, gen. sounds a bit like a pub. Does yeah, it does <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have a couple of drinks down there.
2: Down at the Southern Sun. Bit of a, yeah. We, there's 13 generations that have lived on that ship. It's a 10 light year journey to a new uncolonized world. One light year, Ken, is equal to 6 trillion miles. That's <laughs> a bit of a it <laughs> That's a lot. We find out that uh, there's a certain section of the, the population that have grown restless with living and dying on this spaceship. Yeah. I mean, how would they if that's all they've ever known? Yeah, what would what would they know anyway? Yeah, they would know nothing more. But how, still, how are they also, they must take some sort of vitamin vitamins, like Hulk Hogan for, for what? Because you'd need uh, sunlight and stuff, don't you?
3: Well, maybe there's a solarium. It's called <laughs> the Southern Sun. The yeah. Southern Sun Solarium. Mind you, there is a
2: lot, <laughs> lots of big open windows outside, isn't there? Yeah, so they can yeah <laughs> that you should. can see in the engine room. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know. They're all the uniforms as well. They've got SS written on them for oh, the yeah. Southern Sun, which uh, is not as popular as it used to be, those uh, <laughs> those initials. <laughs>
2: they're also in a lightning
3: bolt style. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, Black Sabbath got away with it, perhaps. <laughs> but I don't know whether they would. <laughs> we That's could... the good guys <clears throat> as well, not just the bad guys. Oh, like, yeah. It's not that obvious. The Yeah, the, the
2: uniforms are just grey. Just <laughs> grey yeah, and they're, they're not just very... awful. They're the actual, awful. all the costumes in this film are... Fucking horrible, to be honest, but more of that later. We cut to uh, what looks like the chemical factory from Batman, Tim Burton's Batman film. <laughs> uh, Flight Commander Calgon is walking with a guy who looks to be wearing a child's sci fi costume.
3: Yeah, he's, he's kind of, yeah, it's like a Flash Gordon esque kind yeah. of thing, isn't it?
2: He's got sort of orange hard plastic armor on that's too small for him, and a sort of laser tag gun. But it looks like. I think they're all carrying one of them, though. And uh, as I said, you can actually see proper windows and light coming through them in the background. So just to... Sudden
3: <laughs> sun. they yeah. have brought the sun with them.
2: Just to ram home the fact that this has all been shot in a warehouse. There's massive windows there.
3: Yeah, Cal- Calgon is going around, just wandering about the place, free as you like, just putting bombs in plain view of everybody. Yeah. And everyone's just like, hmm? And he just walks off and puts another one down. (laughs) He's not bothered. He's brazen. I tell you what, don't those bombs look
2: futuristic? (laughs) No. (laughs) It looks like a bar of soap with a calculator stuck to the top of it.
3: That's how you make bombs. Seen it on the uh, the internet. Oh, Fight Club. Yeah, there's something about like Fight Club, isn't there? See, <laughs> you're not supposed to talk about that. It's
0: alive. It's alive. It's alive.
3: Back to the
2: bridge. We got more um, looks at clothes styles from the future. There's a woman looks to be going around in eighties lycra. gear. Yeah, she's just gear. wearing
3: a leotard, isn't she? Yeah. She's just wearing a very very small leotard. Not sure what her job is on the ship, but uh, she does walk around a bit. I think it's to look like she's just woken up because her hair's like and a. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of hair in this. There, yes. There's an awful lot of hair.
2: There's a voice that comes in from the ship called Lancer. It's returning to base, and they would located a rescue beacon and survivors
3: known as the Balerians. Yeah, it's an all-female crew. Yeah. Now, they, these crop up a lot in this film, and they are totally pointless, yeah. totally useless as anything. Yeah. And they, they claim to be doing a lot but I don't see that they're doing a damn thing.
2: Yeah, they they only interact with one of the main cast members in the whole entire film, and that's uh, Commander Santa. Yeah, and that's pointless. Yeah, the rest of it, they're just dancing around the place and touching those... They're like, um can you remember those things? They're like yeah, glass... Yeah, like uh,
3: static balls, aren't they? Yeah, you yeah, touch it. give you second. a little uh, lightning bolt kind of thing to you. Yeah, you yeah know, when you touch them, Like yeah. a fairground attraction kind of thing, like an arcade.
2: Yeah, they're all in leotards with just
3: sheets over their heads. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a music video, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of the time when we see them. Yeah, like some prince would do. Yeah, just useless. Totally pointless.
2: Speaking of pointless, you've got Viper Squadron. They're inbound. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Incoming squadron. Dingray Viper Squadron. Now I thought with a name like that, these are the bad guys. Look out! Yeah. Here they come. Yeah. No, no, not at all. No, these are the good guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is when we meet Doctor Leia Jansen for the first time. She's apparently looking forward to meeting Professor Spooner.
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for her. and not for us. Professor Spooner's given a massive build-up.
2: I was going to say he gets he gets mentioned throughout the film.
3: Yeah, we never we never meet him. You never meet him. Sadly, sadly he perishes.
2: Yeah, Uh, I put here my note here is the captain appears to be in his bathrobe.
3: The the, uh, commander. Oh, sorry,
2: the commander. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. he, He he just generally he looks kind of biblical in some of the scenes that he's wearing stuff like It's just cloaks and stuff. And Noah. Yeah, (laughs) and his arc. (laughs) Yeah, he's on his arc at one point. (laughs) They've got that built in. He's on his arse. (laughs) In Uh, a pig's
2: arse. (laughs) Oh, I tell you what, it's a trap. There's space pirates, which if they named it that, I'd probably been more inclined Um, to... I
3: think that's actually a kid's show
2: called Space Pirates. Yeah. amazing! I'm going to yeah, watch space it.
3: Space Pirates and there's some rats, some puppets, rats.
2: Uh, I like how th- there's basically a, a battle in space here, old Battlestar uh, Battlestar Galactica stuff of um, the pirates attacking uh, Stingray Viper Squadron. I like that the fact the intercut Red Brown reacting every time one of his guys die, yeah. uh, but he doesn't look like he's in the cockpit. He, he's just like looks like he's on a sofa somewhere <laughs> <laughs> watching the, watching the movie like we are. <laughs> And he just like starts. I love Red Brown when he starts shouting his yeah, voice gets he's very got, high. Yeah,
3: yeah, he he's got an awful shout, hasn't he? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and
2: it's throughout like the last thirty minutes of this film is Red Brown at high voice shouting. Yeah, he's great at that. Look out,
0: Red
2: Three! Red Three is down. Damn it! Meanwhile, we have Cattleman. He's he's putting more soap around the place. Kills an engineer who. Finally, he's in this. This ship is absolutely massive. It's yeah. got. Ten generations of people on there. And the, this is the first time I've seen anyone in the engine room besides Calgon.
3: Yeah, this is Commander Calgon, sir. And he's just putting a bomb down, ignoring the blow. <laughs> <laughs> just putting another bomb down. You go about your business. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Flash Gordon. Yeah, he's, he grabs him and just uh, shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, he's gone. He's the only one who could have stopped it. Imagine. Imagine yeah. if he'd
2: just shot him, yeah, instantly. <laughs> As right, Ryder's about to land, he's got he's got Spooner on board his ship, I think. Yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. I he's, thought this was a fight squadron, but they obviously
3: got Spooner. He's piloting the professor. We're not actually sure what the Professor's doing or like why he's important or you know. Why he's in space. I thought they were the point light is. years away from Yeah. Well where's where they got him from? <laughs> yeah. He's just floating. <laughs> just a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> just floating out in space.
2: Calgon sets off a bomb just as he's about to land and it shuts down the, the tractor beam or some shit. I yeah,
3: know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the auto landing beam is detonated. It's been destroyed. We're gonna crash.
2: Yeah, you would have thought that Ryder would be able to land a plane without the beam if he's like a professional
3: pilot. Well, but red three's already down. Um, you know. I mean
2: <laughs> Reb three. <laughs> <laughs> he's called There's them all more. by his own name. <laughs> There's more of them.
3: Yeah, I've got one as well. So, Stingray, I can't. Ah! And then he's instantly blown up. I don't know what he couldn't do. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. That was a pilot we never see, by the way. We don't see the actual pilots. We just see ships and stock footage of Battlestar Galactica, apparently.
2: The first time I realised Ryder was a total idiot was when he ejected out into space. What do you think? <laughs> yeah.
3: What is it? Some sort of, uh, what do they say? Like a particle ejector beam? Or Something some, some like that. rubbish.
2: He materialises in the docking bay
3: as the ship crashes into a <laughs> ball of flames. Yeah, which I thought, again, you'd at least try and materialise elsewhere, rather than in the midst of an explosion. <laughs> it doesn't seem overly heroic. He instantly just leaves
2: Spooner to die a fiery death. Yeah, um, although he
3: does, he does pick up. Uh, Leia, as she runs towards the fireball.
2: My note is bright silver spacesuit. Yeah. He's got tinfoil on, hasn't he?
3: He's wearing a tinfoil sleeveless suit. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem overly um, a good idea in space, does it? To be honest, it was very similar to in Ninja Squad, what the ninjas used to wear. They wore <laughs> tinfoil sleeveless suits. <laughs> yes,
2: maybe that's where he got it from. Maybe he was a ninja. <laughs> he borrowed it. Yeah. Yeah, I like how she decides it's a good idea to run towards it. A raging inferno
3: yeah but thankfully he hoists are away yeah as everything explodes in slow motion
2: i've got uh the size of inferno and guys with small fire extinguishers
3: <laughs> yeah um i've recently had to do a fire warden course and it does say you should not tackle a fire that is out of control or too big for a fire extinguisher just thought i'd point that out to those two guys I don't know how they got on. I don't know if they're still around. This thing is, like,
2: from floor to ceiling of a docking bay is fully in flame, and they've got two small fire extinguishers between them. Like the ones you carry in your car. Yeah, I like (laughs) that they're still in use in the future, (laughs) those fire extinguishers.
3: Well, you know, if you ain't broke. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they had to do a course. If they had, you know, they failed that straight away. I'd have been running the other way, that's what it says.
2: Get out the building, get out the
3: docking bay. Exactly. Is
2: that the first step?
3: Well, the Exit the step, docking bay. You obviously prevent it. It's the first thing. Try not to explode. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, failed instantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, they obviously they didn't get that bit. No ticks on that box.
2: Get our first viewing of Calgon's evil laugh. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. I've written
3: textbook textbook yeah. evil laugh.
2: Does it a lot in this film.
3: Yeah, and good.
2: The laugh arrives before he does in most scenes. <laughs> yeah,
3: which is a sign of a good villain. <laughs>
2: We see Gomez Adams next. Gets in touch with Calgon over the intercom.
3: That's um, uh, Blake. Blake. Yeah, yeah, this is a character called Blake. There's an awful lot of characters in this film who are in it for like about three or four minutes, and then you never see them again. But they get a name. The they get name. they get speech. They you know it's just like why why are they all in it? You <laughs> could have trimmed this down. There was about six people in this film, but they just give out extra roles to people. Blake's one of them.
2: Calgon, There's a scene of Calgon, and he's staring intently at the monitor as the crash is happening. That gets used three or four times throughout the film. It gets used again here as Gomez Adams uh, Blake's talking to him. And uh, he tells him that there's some strange women that have come on board with the Lancer, and then he apologises for the information
3: being so scanty. <laughs> I like the word scanty. I've written scanty. Yeah. yeah. thing is, the women are also scantily clad. Yes. Which I thought, maybe why he's using the word scanty.
2: Have you ever heard the word scanty used for information? Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of, I was mean, it this man? Yeah, Did it, was, you meet it, him? it was then. <laughs> yeah, it was Blake. It <laughs> was when I watched this film, yeah. I saw yeah. Blake. Yeah, Blake used to uh, like, ring me up every now and then, give me like hard, half a story. Off. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the commander's looking at the same graphic, which has been on every screen from the bridge to Ryder's monitor and his Stingray. It's like a... 3D
3: like map, isn't it? What he wants to know is, what would be the motive for sabotage? Yeah. And it, obviously he... the Beastie Boys would be the people to ask
2: about that. And uh, he turns to Captain Devers uh, and says... Um, <laughs> All
3: right. I thought he was called Beavers.
2: I did. I wrote Beavers. And then I looked on the, the cast list. He's and called so
3: was... Beavers, man. Everyone calls him Beavers. Yeah, Captain I've, Beavers. I've, I heard someone call him Devers. No, 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 see, this is Calgon, Calgan. Beavers, Devers, what the hell?
2: I thought it was Beavers as well, I I've, wrote call, I've called him
3: Beavers all the way through, I'm having
2: well, Beavers. We'll go with Beavers then. Captain Beavers. <laughs> I think we should always go with Beavers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captain Beavers, which is one of Ken Be Wilde's early films. Um, <laughs> he says, I think whoever did this knows his way around spaceships.
3: Well, thank you. Like, yeah, so he should, he's lived in a fucking spaceship his entire life You all have, yeah. you idiot It's like he's a newborn baby, isn't it?
2: The commander says they'll have to reduce speed drastically to repair the damage
3: Why? I'm not sure
2: <laughs> Aren't they in space? Y- yeah <laughs> They
3: could stop altogether, couldn't they? And they'd still carry on moving you just turn all the engines off. Once they start moving, they ain't stopping, are they? Unless they stop themselves.
2: Exactly. You wouldn't have the engines on anyway once you're in space. It's only to get you into space and then
3: the momentum. Wait, you tell Commander Jensen.
2: Yeah, I'm going to.
3: You have to. Somebody has to. Beaver, Beavers ain't telling him.
2: Yeah, he just wants to know why. That's all the commander ever wanted to
3: know. Although he does then say he's going to go and do some research on his new female guests, which I expected an eyebrow raise at the end of that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I bet he will. You dirty, dirty Santa. It's
0: alive! It's alive! It's alive!
3: We get the introduction to the Balerians. Uh, they were useless. Um, basically, they just tell somebody to leave by the power of thought. Just leave! <laughs> Funny, these female crew just told me to leave. <laughs> I like how their
2: room is just totally it's just totally
3: empty. Yeah, he said, this is a shithole. And they said, that's fine, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right. But they don't speak, you see. It's all with the power of mind.
2: Yeah. Turns out the Balerians are added just to pad the film's runtime out. That yeah, is blatantly yeah. it,
3: Honestly, they do nothing. They pretend they've done everything. They pretend they've controlled the whole plot. But the plot is unravelling. Right in front of us. Yeah. There's no other action that people could take, but they're pretending that they're influencing them. Rubbish.
2: We had our first view of the bumper cars that everyone gets around in.
3: <laughs> Brilliant. These oh, are, yeah.
2: Jesus Christ.
3: Little dustbin.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's probably quicker to walk than yeah. get well, in these fucking things. It is,
3: actually, because he does try and drive past people, doesn't he? But by the time he's got out, they've already arrived. <laughs> 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 yeah, these are the Enforcer vehicles.
2: He's talking to McPherson, who's like a chief engineer who yeah. looks exactly the same as him.
3: I didn't know <laughs> McPherson had a name until like near the end. Yeah, because it was just a bloke. I I started writing uh, like he looks like a Billy Drago. I thought in some bits, in some bit, bits he yeah. looks nothing like him at all. Which is towards
2: weird. the end he looks like Billy Drago. Yeah, but so, yeah. not now. <laughs> I like, just
3: wrote he's like a limping Billy Drago because he's got a walking stick. You see this guy.
2: The limping Billy Drago
3: would be a great pub name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open it. <laughs> you do that and no, I'll be the southern sun. I'll we'll just be <laughs> over the road from each other. Yeah, just staring at each <laughs> other.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, I always thought this, remi- this reminds me of uh, Double Impact. They look the same, except Calgon's got his hair gelled back.
3: Yeah, um, Macpherson's got a little curl, hasn't he? Yeah. Just, just one piece of hair just curling over his forehead. Uh, Calgon laughs when he gets there. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he laughs again. For <laughs> so he just he just laughs twice. He does stop laughing and then restarts laughing. Yeah. It's like there's a space in his laughter. Calgon's but, having a great time. Yeah, no, he's enjoying everything about this. But um us see, this is the the key difference when Wesley Snipes
2: is laughing throughout Demolition Man and this guy. Mm. They're both enjoying themselves,
3: but we aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this case. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed it every time he enjoyed it. Yeah. Calgon, I mean Calgon made me laugh. So you know, it was. It was. It's, I love uh, his face. It's not just like, one-way traffic. This <laughs> when
2: when he's not laughing and the other guy's speaking, he's like smiling and look like he's about to break character again. He's just having a fucking great. He's sitting in his little <laughs> buggy. He's having a
3: great time. <laughs> Those little buggies have small ladders on the back. You never see anyone ever use them. <laughs> no. That's the only way you can get in or out these buggies, which <laughs> suggests it's ridiculous.
2: I like McPherson's wearing a, a joke shop
3: sailor's costume. Yeah, quite right too. He's got a walking stick as well. He does look like he's in pain, to be fair. I don't know if that's because he's got a walking stick, that he's trying to act like he's in pain. But he does look like he's very uncomfortable throughout this film. Yeah. Maybe he just was. Maybe he didn't want to be in it. Maybe he wanted to be Calgon. Maybe. Yeah, he got given Macpherson because his laugh wasn't good enough. And basically
2: Calgon, he tells us the first part of their cunning plan, which is that to make sure no one can get in or out the southern sun.
3: <laughs> yeah, because he gets told, MacPherson says it'll take at least two weeks to repair the docking bay. And he says, perfect, nobody can enter her. So you dirty Calgon.
2: Yeah, which considering they're
3: hundreds of years into deep space, Yeah, I mean, they, how, how many visitors they get <laughs> Well, they get the Belarians. they visited. Yeah. Spooner, there you go. I mean, immediately you've got visitors.
2: It's like a fucking airport, isn't it, this, actually, it's now you say busy. that? It's very
3: busy, it's incredibly busy. Calgon says it was a cruel face
2: to be born in space, but mm. he's vowed they will not die here. Mm. He just wants a planet of his own. A little part of the universe for him, McPherson, and uh, he's, he's Flash in, Gordon. His
3: <laughs> Enforcer friends. Yeah, and just settle down and be a family. So where are they going to head? I'll tell you where they're going to head. The Corona Borealis. <laughs> My God, that's where the virus originated. Exactly, yes, it was Calgon all the time. Yeah, Bas- Calgon all the time.
2: <laughs> My girl wants Calgon all the time. Um, it's, that's um, McPherson sings that towards the end. Calgon all the time. Who <laughs> cheers him up? <laughs> actually, no, he actually just wants to accumulate wealth, but when you're light years into deep space, you've got to ask yourself, Ken, what is money? Where is money? Who is money?
3: Um... I money?
2: <laughs> That's what he ends up asking himself. <laughs> directly
3: directly down the camera.
2: Yeah, he just glances at the camera <laughs> in that last one.
3: Is red Brown money? No. No, he's clearly not. He's definitely not enough. money. That's an easy answer, yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, we end up going back to the bridge as uh, Calgon laughs us. He, he does. He just laughs us out of that scene, doesn't
2: he? Yeah. We go back to the uh, the captain, Scott Devers. He's talking to Lieutenant Lamont.
3: Brian May. I've, I've called <laughs> her Lieutenant Brian May throughout yeah. all of this.
2: And Scott Devers kind of looks a bit like Roger Taylor.
3: <laughs> I mean, we've got previous with Brian May, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Too he'd, much he'd... Brian May will kill you.
2: Every time.
3: Cold iron. Lieutenant
2: Lamont, uh, she confirms there was dodgy dealings going on and I, sabotage I... was afoot.
3: I... <laughs> I've written some of the damage report that she reads out, oh yeah yes it's uh it's as scientifically accurate as was rotor oh good we get um apparently two l l. m five thousand Exxon uh damage right yeah um it was definitely sabotage. this is where she confirms that must have been sabotage, yeah, they've also sabotaged the vixen pulse drive generators. And um, if you know your way around a spaceship like the saboteur did, you'd know that's bad.
2: That is bad. That yeah. does sound bad.
3: And then, then, obviously, you just have to decrease speed. That's that's it. That'll yeah. sort it all out. So that's The damage report sounds bad, but by decreasing speed, uh, it'll be fine. Engines blown out. The docking bay's fucked. Yeah, people have died, but uh, just slow down a bit.
2: And the commander's chair doesn't go up and down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there's a.
3: Speaking of the chairs, they're really close together, aren't they? There's there's two chairs. Everyone else has got their own chair that spins round, but there's a, a scene. Multiple scenes actually, where two people sit next to each other, the, very, very close. The commander and the captain, <laughs> yeah. like they're on a train. Yeah, but Cal- <laughs> Calgon does it with Macpherson, like, right? it's like they've got the same chairs in the in the evil headquarters. Yeah, brilliant. Which made me laugh the fact that it's like they don't look at each other because if they did, they'd probably kiss. That's how close <laughs> the chairs are. They just look forwards talking to each other.
2: <laughs> Speaking of um, the bad guys' headquarters, Macpherson's holding a meeting. Um, with I, I don't even know who these people are. He's the head engineer, so I guess they're just engineers.
3: Nobody knows who they are. It's like some sort of. Uh, again, we get evil music, like a cut price, Imperial March style. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, the meeting, <laughs> how many people are there? It's like about five. Yeah. <laughs> There's five of them. They'll take over the whole ship. And uh, one of them, Engineer Parsons. Yep, yeah, see, we get he, we get his name, irrelevant, but we get his name. He's not happy
2: with, uh, with this space mutiny and no. threatens to report it.
3: <laughs> None of us are happy with space mutiny. <laughs> Red Brown.
2: I'm not sure why he's voicing this to a room full of people who are obviously in full support of it. Yeah.
3: He says it, uh, <laughs> it contravenes the law of the universe, <laughs> the law of the galaxy, yeah, and everywhere else he can think of. Newton's fourth law. <laughs> That's just the law. He said they must be upheld. And he says, this is mutiny and treason. He says, I must report this. And then you think, well, what's going to happen now then? They're going to go, well, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> enough. I guess we're going to we'll have to you let you leave. Off you go. I guess that's uh, well, let's put that on the on the back burner.
2: No, Ken, no. What oh. happens
3: is, is he gets beaten to death by the rest of the people <laughs> in the meeting. <laughs> I like the instructions that they get given. They all grab him. They immediately just grab him. They knock a table over. Uh, one of them says... Now hit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do. So then they all hit him as well. Like they all just start punching him. Uh then they pick him up and then they put him down on the floor again. Uh slightly different place. Just so McPherson can stand astride him, grab his walking stick, and penetrate him <laughs> three times. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> MacPherson says, Are there any of you? That wish to confuse freedom with treason and uh, another one says yes me <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no uh one of them actually does say not me <laughs> just to confirm we've
1: been in space too long let us land the ship We can do it. We have the power. It's true. We have the power to do this. But this would directly oppose the law of the universe. The law of the galaxy. Forget the law. No, no. The law must be upheld. We cannot break it. Oh, Oh, yes, we can. can. Gentlemen, it seems that we are not all in agreement. Engineer Parsons seems content to spend his remaining years upon the southern sun. And let him do so. Alone. Yeah, yeah, I this, sure. right. this is mutiny. This is treason, which I warn you I must report. Uh-huh. Will you allow him to spoil no. your ambitions for a greater future? Allow that. No. no. Hey, okay. no. Hold
4: it. Now
1: hit it. Are there any other of you that wish to confuse freedom with treason? Report to the enforcers' bridge. Let's go. Hurry okay. up. Okay. Oh, yeah. You have done well. You will be rewarded.
2: And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Red Brown.
1: Yeah.
2: Dave Ryder. He walks onto the bridge. He's in his tinfoil cat suit. No sleeves, big shoulder pads, yeah. flat top blonde hair.
3: I've put Red Brown is sleeveless rider, <laughs> <laughs> which is still better than Dave.
2: <laughs> yes. He's a poor man's Dolph Lundgren, to be honest, isn't he? That's yeah. the luck he's going That's for. That's when
3: I've written Captain Scott Beavers <laughs> with a question mark.
2: Uh, the commander, I like how he asked for his space status card. <laughs> yeah which is actually just uh, like a little plastic like a name tag they put it's into like the flo- his library ticket <laughs> they put into the floppy disk drive of one of the most futuristic looking computers <laughs> I've ever seen
3: the size of like a bath <laughs> yes
2: yeah it's just like who'd have thought in the future we'd go back to having massive computers <laughs> like that I can't wait I've still got mine from ages ago <laughs> the big the big heavy monitors and the base units Don't you, you could...
3: need a whole room yeah. just to put, put a
2: computer in these details Come up on the screen, which I um, mean, they just seem to be his name, age, and occupation.
3: Yeah, red brown. <laughs> yeah, B movie actor.
2: There's no photo or anything, so I mean, this guy could literally be anyone with Dave just Ryder's t- take ID card. card. Yeah, that's enough for Captain Santa anyway, or well, Commander Santa, I guess, if you yeah. want to give him his, his he, actual uh, title.
3: Well, you got you got Captain Beavers, you uh, Commander Santa. He's yeah. way above him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Ryder says, "Can I see a video of the crash?" And which he says, "Good idea." for some reason I don't know why it's a good idea but then they just watch the same thing happen again
2: yeah it's not even a video
3: of it it's just again that same yeah, fucking just the graphic, graphic. Isn't it? Yeah, which nothing happens
2: my, my note is Captain Santa gives Dave Ryder carte blanche of the entire <laughs> ship <laughs>
3: yeah the ice cream
2: yeah <laughs>
0: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! alive.
2: This is when Ryder explains now that he managed to eject out because of some futuristic
3: particle. It was a deatomizer, that's what it was. I wrote it down on this part, yeah. Deatomizer. However,
2: it only works over very short distances, so probably the most useless bit of it it
3: only works on the pilot. Yeah. (laughs) So if he (laughs) is carrying a a passenger, such as Professor Spooner, of course, he's dead. It's absolutely
2: useless in any other scenario except that exact... Except,
3: except when he's docking. Except that yeah, exact it, scenario. Because if he is just out in the middle of space and gets shot and he has to eject... <laughs> he's, into space. He, just, he would just explode due to pressure. Yeah, considering
2: so. he's in a fucking sleeveless tinfoil <laughs> catsuit.
3: So what a useless uh, thing to put into a spaceship.
2: Basically, you can beam into... You can beam from your craft into a ship as it's about to plough into you and burst into yeah, flame. It's about
3: three feet. <laughs> yeah. Three feet away. <laughs> oh yeah, god. Well, well done. Well done, engineers. We're still working <laughs> on it, buddy. Um Leah arrives straight from a Zumba class, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's now just wearing the same sort of Leotard-esque item. Uh, She just walks straight in and says, tell you what, that pilot is an absolute dick. What a a chicken shit prick. I hate him. That's what she says. (laughs) Whoever he is, I fucking hate him and I wish he was dead. Anyway, who's this? He says,
2: hey, that's pilot chicken shit prick (laughs) to you.
1: (laughs) Leah, you had us all worried. Please, next time there's a fire, leave it to damage control. You okay? Okay. Next time, young lady, you stay out of the way.
0: Dad, I was there. The pilot chickened out. Otherwise Spooner would be alive right now.
1: David Ryder, I want you to meet my daughter, Leah.
0: Professor never had a chance. There's nothing I could have done to prevent it. Oh, so you left in a off dire- Leah! Stop it! He ejected and he's alive! Listen, lady! Doctor! Doctor! I don't have to justify my actions to you, but since you're asking, that explosion cut the power. And it wasn't time to go to the auxiliary backup system.
1: I had to eject. I had no other choice.
2: Yeah, he just stumbles all over his line there and is yeah, leaving it not, in. He's not an engineer. He doesn't know what he's doing. He the auxiliary backup system. He stares it down for a minute and then just drops off with his head down.
3: Yeah. File his report. And uh, Commander Santa Claus just shakes his head just at his daughter. Just shakes his head at her.
2: Confirming her presence on the naughty list. <laughs>
3: Wow, that would have been great if he had have added her to it. <laughs> he just turns and it's on the wall behind him. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Calgon, we we go to Calgon now. He's just like relaxing, just just chilling out, and he's a uh, evil area,
2: chilling out, max and relaxing, all cool.
3: Yeah, that's what uh, McPherson says to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's just sat there with a uh, some some woman, sort of like just like she's there. She's like a groupie, Calgon groupie. Sitting with
2: a woman on a little stool. <laughs> yeah. When a couple of guys, they were up to no good. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's that one. <laughs> Not doing the whole fucking song. <laughs> anyway. He flew sh- up one little... No. <laughs> one little ship and his mum got scared. <laughs> <laughs> and Macpherson got scared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, yeah. So somewhere, someone else comes in and says, Commander Calgon, you may find this interesting. It's the inventory of explosives we have under our control. Which, of course, he would find interesting. He loves explosives. Yeah, it's probably part of his job. He should really have had that already. I mean, why is she only giving it out to him now? So He's got no idea about what explosives he's got. Anyway, that's what he gets given. And uh, then suddenly, bridge to console seven. Bridge to console seven. Uh, and then he says, put it through on five. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, because apparently that's not even for him. That message. I thought, why the hell is he saying put it through on five? What about seven? Yeah, but yeah, he's what he's doing is he's uh, he's Listening intercepting. In. He's intercepting a message from from bridge to seven on five.
2: Yeah, that's how clever he is. Cleverer than I was
3: because I didn't work that out.
2: Yeah, it's uh, what looks like a engineering lesbian. Um, I, I think it's just—he's yeah, a... he's in the
3: engine room, and you know, so it said bridge. I don't—I don't know. I don't know the yeah. difference. I'm not born on a spaceship. Yeah, with the cruel fate that he had. Yes,
2: he's, he's chatting to Lieutenant Lamont.
3: Lieutenant, about the... yeah, Lieutenant Brian May. I've, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's. I've just checked. We're inventory. We're short on the ballistic explosives. And there's
2: been a paper trail that's covered it up. There's also about tons of additional explosive having been ordered. Yeah, yeah. It should
3: reach them in about... Six million years, Where? where's they ordering the explosives from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a DHL just turn up, it's like that. It's know. going to be quicker than this Amazon. massive spaceship. Amazon. Amazon Prime, <laughs> next day delivery. <laughs> six billion pounds worth of explosives.
2: Um, yeah, and uh, Calgon he's listening in with a look of just total rage on his
3: face. Yeah, this, this guy says, I know who it is, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will do. I'll come and tell you in person well well, he says do you want me to
2: tell you and Lieutenant Brian May says that's for the sake of security it's probably best you never, don't tell me never tell me it's <laughs> probably best you don't tell me instead just come up to the bridge just all we want you to do is give the bad guys enough time to find you and kill you first
3: yeah he says it says, don't tell me you come to the bridge and he says okay who shall I speak to he said me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, why don't you just ask for me? So what?
2: Ask for me, Lieutenant Lamont, and she's <laughs> Lieutenant
3: just, Brian May. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, too much explosives will kill you. Every time, I got a horse. Still, as as Dom said, it is literally just to give the bad guys time to find this guy and kill him. And uh, Calgon tells you exactly that. He says, "You stop that engineer, unless I get to him first."
2: Yeah, the, the next scene of the engineer running away from the guards mm. is so reminiscent of Jack Nicholson running away in the yep. Batman film.
3: It's, it looks the exact same place. Yeah, you get an evil laugh as well. Yeah. There's an evil laugh. Uh, at one point, I thought Freddy Krueger was going to come round the <laughs> side of the boiler room, <laughs> scratching his nails across things, but uh, it's Calgon. Yeah,
2: his mouth isn't moving when he's laughing. You he can throw his laugh.
3: Well, yeah, that's because he's evil.
2: Yeah. That's one thing you have to learn. He gives him two choices. Yeah. Join me. Or the deep freeze <laughs> you know sending me back to the cooler <laughs> he says it turns out the engineer had a third option, yeah that he's he's given himself, yeah, he says i'll jump, I'd rather fall to my death than just be frozen for a bit,
3: yeah, he says, be my guest, so he jumps over the rail <laughs> <And> he just <laughs> throws him off to to his death i've I've put it's a very big fall and a very shit landing. <laughs> Because he, he falls, he's like, obviously, this, by the way, is just one of many, many people falling from height. and Yeah, over railings. Yeah. Um, so he goes over the railings. It's a really, really big fall. You get to see him fall a lot. And then the landing is like he's just jumped off a chair that's off screen. He's just off camera, just a chair. He's jumped off it and he's landed very nicely. Yeah. He's dead, like, you know. A bit of
2: blood shoots from his mouth, his glasses yes. fly off. Then
3: reappear again as as the paper just lands on his face. Yeah, you get an evil laugh from Calgon. but then he does. He just throws the report on top of him. But I thought that was the point. They what they wanted that report. Yeah, because if they find that corpse, they've also found the report he was going to deliver. Maybe not found any corpse ever in no. this place. <laughs> <but I> oh, <love laughs> you're it. right. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. More breakneck action next as we see
2: Leah gardening.
3: Yep, she's in like a greenhouse room or something. I think they refer to it as. Yeah, it's just like a plants and shit.
2: Yeah, Uh, Ryder joins her for a little (laughs) heart-to-heart.
3: Yeah, this is lovely. This is a lovely scene. It's where they make friends forevermore. (laughs) He says, hey, this is a nice place. And she says... Sarcastic (laughs) as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Was that him or was that just you? No, that was just me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's basically saying, uh, I don't know. He's he's, he's trying to tell her that he also knew the professor. Uh, She said, oh, I didn't know that. And he says, oh, I don't need this.
2: Yeah, I thought I'd mi- I'd blacked out and missed no. a line there. And
3: she says, no, wait, I didn't know that you knew him. And he puts, so what if I did? He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't him. need this, lady.
0: Hi. Got a nice place here. Listen, uh, I understand how you feel. You? You? How could you know how I feel? Listen, lady, I did what I had to do. Don't you think I realized a good man died, a man I respected and loved? Hey, I don't need this. Wait, I wasn't aware that you knew him. Well, what difference does it make? He's dead, and there's nothing we can do about it. Forget it. I don't need this.
2: We're seeing the movie coming up now as we head to the discotheque.
3: Bloody hell, I've actually written, what the fuck is this boy? It's this some sort of nightclub. Yes. There's a nightclub on board, the Southern Sun. Yes. Yeah, it involves
2: hula hoops. Girls are hula hooping on the dance floor, and the guys, are all wearing white beater vests. They're doing a bit of dancing. There's some synth music shit going on. The first guy you see actually looks like Shubuki from Rotor <laughs> dancing away on the
3: dance floor there. Give me them six digits. <laughs>
2: here comes Leia she comes in for a dance she's strutting around dancing like your mum on a night out
3: oh man damn. my mum listens to this
2: <laughs> seems like the no, point of the hula hoops she is does
3: doesn't, doesn't.
2: <laughs> it's so a man and a woman can get in the one the, the hula hoop together and gyrate their hips at each other
3: that's futuristic as fuck I used to do that in nightclubs did you yeah that's why in you're not allowed they, in them yeah yeah they started to search me for hula hoops <laughs> the the Knife, knives, stabbing weapons, and hula hoops were on the no, no go list. <laughs> we had a quick little montage of uh, Leia just dancing, just like yeah, an I idiot. I didn't realise it was her. I mean, she really has taken the death of the Professor hard, hasn't she? But she's now just <laughs> dancing like a lunatic with a hula hoop yeah. on her own in the middle of a nightclub, in the middle of a space station. Rubbish, a...
2: Absolute rubbish <laughs> yeah, this is it's scene. horrible, and Ryder's looking at her just smiling and looking around. There's actually, there's a woman just sort of lying on top of Ryder here that he ignores. It, it does <laughs> look like that,
3: he. yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> she's <laughs> just nearby. I yeah. it's the camera angle. <laughs> Makes just it look like she's <laughs> just laid on him. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> just not He just doesn't even notice. Yeah. He's wearing a vest now. Yeah, they're all wearing He's got a, 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 a small, a small white vest. And um, it's either... It's either a very, very small WWF championship belt he's wearing or a a bum bag slash fanny pack. I wasn't sure what it was throughout this. He doesn't use it. He doesn't put anything in it, so I'm guessing it's a belt. I
2: think he's the Southern Suns World Heavyweight Champion. (laughs) That's what I think he is. Dave. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Here he is, Dave, everyone. The sleeveless rider. Yeah, like, she, she points at him and stuff, and he's just kind of like, oh, shucks, man, me.
2: Yeah, he's like, come and join me in this shit show.
3: Yeah, and he's just there. And it's, it's just it's rubbish, like a little petulant boy. He is, isn't he? We go over yeah, for a handshake.
2: Yeah, because she comes over to speak to him, and he sort of turns his yeah, back on her. And, like, oh, no, not you. And just, like, looks down at his empty glass when, he's speaking, when she's yeah, she, speaking she, to him. she says,
3: can I buy you a drink? And he says, well, it depends, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, can a lady buy a man a drink? He says, "Well, it depends on on who it is, and like, if I'm if willing to accept if, it, and if he wants a drink and, and stuff."
2: She says, "Is a woman allowed to buy a man a drink in your galaxy?"
3: And he says, "Fuck off!" <laughs> and headbutts her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for the galaxy layer Yeah.
2: And they decide to start again and introduce themselves to each other one more time. One
3: more time <laughs> That comes on Off she goes with a hula hoop Yeah So does he <laughs> yeah, He's got two hula hoops Yeah he's got one One for each arm He's <laughs> just stood Arms outstretched Spinning them <laughs> Then he's on his back He's got two on each foot
2: Yeah <laughs> Lieutenant Lamont As is so often the case When me and Ken go out She notices Brian May Over in the corner And mm. uh, she's being Yeah ushered he's out. doing a
3: guitar solo Isn't he in the corner <laughs>
2: She's being ushered out by ski mask goons, yeah. and uh, looks
3: like she's been arrested.
2: They go to investigate.
3: Yeah, let's go see. That's what it is. What you know her? That's what they say. Even though they both fucking know her, they both say you know she's been in the room with them.
2: Yeah, it's uh, uh, Brian May. She's being shown to Calgon, who's in his bumper car. He says that you were talking to. Um, yeah, we got
3: his name actually. Maybe he's the only character without a name I think he does give his full name yeah. when he's talking. I wish I wish I'd written that down. Yeah, he says Poor you God. were talking
2: to him, and she
3: and uh, Brian
2: May says that's my business, and Calgon says, well now it's mine or something like that, and
3: shoots her just shoots her just, just outside just, the disco. Just, just lasers her dead and then leaves her body. That's the, probably the only body that is found. Yeah, yeah, because they immediately find her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they are they're following her. Yeah, because they exit the club, see that Brian May's dead on the
2: floor, and the bumper car's only about a foot away because it's... <laughs> yeah, I, slow like, it I like
3: the fact that they look for who could have done this. <laughs> <laughs> there they go! Yeah, they find him. There they go, very, very slowly driving it's off.
2: about two miles an hour these things go. And uh, instead of just a, a brisk walk to catch up to them, they decide to get in another one of these uh, bumper yeah, cars. Uh, it's
3: Enforcer 7. Yeah. Yeah. I think Calgon's in Enforcer 4. Yes. In this point. He was in Enforcer 1 the first time we saw him, so I don't know if he's got his own Enforcer vehicle or whether it's just whatever's at the docking bay. Whatever's at the kiosk. whatever's nearest.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's one of the slowest chase scenes in history.
3: Um, lots of laser firing, lots of things just sort of like steamed a bit. Yeah, Calgon's laughing his dick off at Yeah, one lots point. of corridor lots, lots of damage. I think it's the same corridor a couple of times that they drive down yeah. shooting at each other.
2: Leah has a, a laser bazooka at one point. Yeah, it's sure a, like from. a small one, isn't it? It's like yeah. a little
3: small bazooka. Yeah. Which you'd think you could fire just from waist height, but they always they use it as a bazooka over their shoulder.
2: Yeah, the the special effects things on the floor that fire off the the smoke and stuff like that are just visible throughout the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> no, no. Uh, even I didn't even want to try
3: and hide oh, those. I, I didn't notice because I was uh, enthralled. I, I was enthralled with Calgon laughing at everything. Yeah. He manages to get away. Yeah, um, that's because a, a big, a huge pipe falls across their path and it blocks them. Uh, it blocks the chase. To which um, Dave shouts,
0: "Shit! Son of a bitch!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, because that's cool, you know, because he's very frustrated about that. It's like a kid's film, but he will occasionally swear,
0: yeah. <laughs> which
3: catches you off guard. Shit!
2: Son of a bit! I like our rider at this but it's only at this point now that he works out that his crash was
3: no accident. <laughs> yeah, he does say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: they yeah. just need to find the man in charge. But who
3: was in charge? It was like, wasn't it the guy you were just chasing? <laughs> Surely it will be him, wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, he's not an Enforcer. He's probably one of the Enforcers, you'd have thought. Uh, they head to see the Commander, that's what they decide on, but not before more explosions, more bazooka fire, it's people a, flying a, off railings. It's a
3: henchman ambush. Lots of falling from height. Um, accuracy levels, awful from yeah. the Enforcers. Incredible from uh, Dave.
2: Yeah, I like how just the entire discotheque floor just gets fucking blown up and <laughs> no one seems to care. Captain Devers, he's walking through the bridge, and we see... Brian May. Yeah, she's back,
3: isn't it? I wrote that down. <laughs> but what the fuck is she doing back where she was previously? <laughs> she
2: was dead, but now she's fine.
3: Yeah, and no one's even noticed. <laughs> no <laughs> one's noticed that she's even still in the scene. Yeah, but back. she is. She's sat in exactly the same place she was earlier. Um, she is dead, though. I think it was just a mistake. The commander suggests that this sabotage is
2: something to do with their navigational course. Hmm. And that the, whoever's behind this is trying to drive them towards pirate territory The Corona Borealis He has his suspicions on who's behind it But asked Evers to, and I quote Keep this top classified secret <laughs> That's <laughs> what he actually said
3: That's a real level of classified <laughs>
2: Super duper top classified <laughs> super secret
1: Do you really believe, sir, that this act of sabotage Has got something to do with our navigation, of course? Yeah, I'm convinced. This proves it. I think they want to drive us into the neighboring constellation, Alfecca. The constellation of the Corona Borealis, pirate territory. Precisely. So we have to find out who's behind this. Any ideas, Commander? Yes. You know, Captain. It's always very dangerous to speculate. Yes, sir. So it would have to be somebody on this ship who can gain by this. Stand to gain. That leaves us with what? The flatmaster, master, the enforcer. Very perilous for everyone on board. We do not make wild accusations. So we keep this top classified secret.
2: I mean, that's easier said than done when you've got Ryder and Leia blowing up everything around them on the ship and killing at least 20 people.
3: Yeah. We get a
2: little interruption though now as they meet
3: a lovely old man
2: who's uh, just lonely. I call um, I call this the film's Blade Runner moment. He just asks, you know, I'll show you around. Yeah. It was like a cup of tea. No, thank you. That sort of stuff, you know. He's
3: he's a a lovely old gent.
2: Ryder says they need to go, but Leia says this looks
3: interesting. So fuck it, I guess. Yeah, he's got bodies hanging from the ceiling. This old bloke. Yeah, (laughs) he's not as nice as he seems. Yeah, on coat racks. Yeah, he says that it's just a personal collection. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) You fucking
2: nuts or what? (laughs) Like how no one's aware of this? Like how could this be on the ship without no one knowing about it?
3: Apparently, Calgon. Calgon's killed thirty-eight enforcers because they were unadaptable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure all their families and stuff are fine with that. There's no no one said. Hang on, where the hell's my p- partner? Yeah,
3: they said everyone else is dead or frozen. There's about two hundred in total men, so he could just be killing up to two hundred people and nobody notices. As soon as they become an enforcer, everyone forgets they exist. Apparently,
2: if they're redeemable, they're frozen. Yeah. if they're not, they're ejected into space. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, unnoticed by everyone.
2: Turns out Calgon has hes cultivated his own army of 200 soldiers. Yeah, that's a lot. To do his bidding. No one's noticed this.
3: No. It's top secret. Top super secret classified.
2: <laughs> no one's noticed corpses just floating past the windows, just of their relatives. <laughs> This massive spaceship. Just while they're sitting down for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, There's Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like the corpse from Primutos at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like like
3: Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. With <laughs> 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 the big bug eyes floating past. Yeah, uh,
2: the old guy, he thanks them for stopping by and, and leaves.
3: Yeah, he, he just says, do call again.
2: Uh, Leah tells Ryder that uh, what Calgun has done has broken intergalactic law. Oh
3: man, there's all kinds of laws being broken in this.
2: This means it's mutiny. This is space mutiny. Ah, ah, he said it. He said it. Leah suggests they call for help, and Ryder tells her, Calgon he's probably already scrambled the computers, so they don't even attempt it."
3: Yeah. So let's just get weapons. <laughs> let's just get some weapons for us.
2: I like how they suddenly just start sprinting out the room.
3: Yeah, but they fool everyone by hiding behind a door.
2: Yeah. as well. Yeah.
3: Everyone just runs past the door They goes the other way without they're even, not even looking. behind the door, no, they're, they're to the just, left of the yeah, door. they're just to the other side.
2: And they just walk in and
3: instantly look the
2: opposite way and run. It only usually works on Scooby-Doo but it, it's working here as well. Calgon asks the old man if he's seen a man and a woman before. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite vague.
3: <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh yes, hang on, yes. A charming couple. This is the, one of the first incidents of uh, Calgon using the derogatory term idiot. And then he uses it almost every time he speaks from here on in. He shouts idiot and he knocks the cup of tea from the kindly old gentleman's With his gun. Yeah, he's not having any of it. He calls this old man an idiot, he calls him...
2: There's a man who gets shot with a
3: bazooka. Oh, this is... I've, I've written that down. He's fully on fire fully and he gets on... called an idiot.
2: <laughs> he's fully on fire on the, on the stairs there, burning to death, and Calgon calls him an idiot and just knocks him out of the way. <laughs> you
3: idiot. Oh, I love Calgon. He's fully (laughs) on fire he's (laughs) very (laughs) strict he just needs what he wants doing that's it There's nothing else
2: he sounds the alarm after this talk to the old man there's more running more shouting go go go
3: go more lasers more explosions people falling over railings some methane tanks
2: are, are there some do somersaults when they're shot. Yeah, you know those like launch pad. Things. Yeah,
3: yeah, they they get shot and they they run forwards and jump off railings.
2: Yeah, you know, like in like Rambo, where he's got the explosive dart um, bow, uh, the arrows, arrows. Yeah, and they they do the big flip through the air. And there's a lot of that in this. Now, yeah, say as Ken says, Ryder shoots. He shoots the methane canisters that are just sitting around. Yeah, you'd have them just sat there. Yeah, it's a distraction to allow them to escape, and uh, Calgon just calls off the pursuit. And they all very, very nonchalantly just walk away. Yeah, it's like fair days. He just sort of, like, pats um, Flash Gordon on the back there as well as they leave, like he's done a really good job. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! My next note, Ken, um, I can't really remember what it means. Santa watches Balerian porn.
3: Yeah, I know what it means. Uh, they're all doing a dance, uh, the Is Balerians. Santa? The oh. Balerian ladies are doing a bit of a dance um, and talking to Santa through mind control telekinesis <laughs> two words for you she introduces herself as i am jenera the 14th high priestess of the tripto lineage <laughs> nice thank you i wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually listened to it about 3 times to find out exactly what she was talking about none of that's explained no one cares what the tripto lineage is to be honest with you But this is where he appears to be kind of biblical, like Noah, or like all God Himself from Clash of the Titans, sitting there. I've I've written porno as well. Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe I just thought it. She
2: pushes him in the chest until her hands go red. Yeah,
3: red, red glow to heart, and then she says, "You must know the truth. You must face Calgon."
2: Yeah, and the and the captain says, "I now know how to defeat Calgon and his evil." This is 40 minutes into a 90-minute film, Mm, and we already know how to defeat the bad
3: guy. Yeah, he says, fair enough, I will.
2: And this is the only time you'll see a a main character with one of the Balerians. Yeah, I don't know how she got there. I don't know how he got there. How did any of us get here? Am I money?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh,
2: The commander, he actually knows fuck all, uh, as it turns out, because he calls a top-classified-secret-super-meeting...
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I've got this conference. There's six people, yeah. six people in this conference, and one of them, I don't know who it was, and he almost. It looks like he vanishes uh, at the end of the conference, but I think it's just the blocking. I think he's just behind everyone else. He's a character that doesn't actually get a name or, or lines. any lines, but he is in it a couple of times, sort of like looking around. Yeah, but I think I think it's the same guy anyway. But you've got um, obviously you've got the commander. You've got Dave. You've got <laughs> Dave. Beavers. You've got the Beavers. You've got who else is in this Layer. Layers in it for some reason. And I say he knows Fuck all because
2: he's got the bloody traitor in there. Yeah, you've as got well.
3: bloody limping Drago. You've yeah. you've got you've got McPherson. McPherson. Yeah. He's in it because he doesn't know who he is. And then you've got this random bloke sat at the other side.
2: I mean, luckily for Santa and the rest of the crew, he excuses himself early on in the meeting for no benefit to himself or Calgon. You would have thought he he, he should have stayed through the whole thing to hear what they were saying, but he
3: leaves. This this is is where McPherson just says, this is ridiculous. He can't be overthrown. He would have planned this down to the last detail. He's not just done this now, has he? He's been planning it for ages, you bunch of idiots. Jesus Christ, don't you know Calgon? He's a great man <laughs> still good luck yeah, and leaves. <laughs> i'm still on your side that is ridiculous no, but he does then just get up and leave yeah he's um, probably planned it for ages so why even bother trying yeah. to stop him and this is 42 minutes i've got this. this is one thing i wanted you to listen to when he stands up to leave i think he farts in the commander <laughs> jensen's face <laughs> there's one for your sound bites
1: you think he's just dreamt up the scheme overnight He's been planning this, this mutiny, and he's worked out all the details. And you can count on it that he's got all of his men behind him. Now, Commander, I've done all the talking I intend to do. So if you'll please excuse me. You're excused.
2: Thank you. Ryder, he gets appointed as top classified super secret flight commander of the Southern Sun. Yeah,
3: and everyone goes, hooray! Well done. And then the commander walks directly into the camera. Yeah. (laughs) Which is weird.
2: So, he gets given flight commander of the Southern Sun because he's done such a good job. Because he successfully killed Professor Spooner. (laughs) Allowed Lieutenant Lamont to be killed at the disco. Nearly getting his daughter blown up numerous times. And then letting the bad guy escape—that's enough for him to be promoted to. Flight Congratulations, commander. Dave! Jesus Christ! What an idiot!
3: Uh, the commander makes an announcement to everyone on board. It's uh, it's beautiful at this point. We get some lovely, touching family scenes, don't we? Of uh, actual other people on the Southern Sun spaceship.
2: Yeah, we get we get confirmation. There's at least three other people living on this spaceship.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's lovely.
2: <laughs> Just kids <laughs> like playing and parents sitting on. Just
3: listening to the announcement of uh, Elijah Calgon. You get his name, his full name, he's he's called Elijah.
2: Yeah, he says that Elijah Calgon and his men are responsible for all the, the murder, the mayhem, that
3: probably everyone else is totally unaware of. Someone's doing some nunchuck skills as well, it's like in a dormitory of men. Dormitory of of men. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One of them's doing nunchuck skills whilst this announcement's going on. Yeah, just don't use him at all. (laughs) You just, I forgot about him. He was really good. (laughs) Yeah, we should have used him instead of Dave. (laughs) (laughs) The commander says that
2: Calgon has been relieved of his duties and the Jews have been given to Ryder. We see Calgon and McPherson. They're sitting
3: together, as as (laughs) Ken alluded to. very closely. Listening to it as well. This is all news to them as well because because McPherson just pissed off before any of this got announced. He could have been he could have been already aware of this, galgon yeah. If McPherson had no, just needed to fart, yeah, excuse, <laughs> i go for a Tom Tit. Yeah,
2: it seems that they're just in the enforcers' offices, so he's hardly in hiding, is he, Galgon? Yeah,
3: that's what I thought. I thought he, they know where he is. Think that he can't exactly hide. It's a spaceship. You're all on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> just go and get him. It seems I've underestimated
2: him, is what Calgon says about Mm Ryder. And then um, Limping Drago says, It's true, Calgon. They've uncovered even the smallest details of our well-laid plans. The survivor of that Viper (laughs) pilot, Dave Ryder, and his winning ways with Alex Jensen and his meddling daughter have caused us nothing but
3: grief. (laughs) His winning ways. His winning ways. That's what he says, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah, I wrote that down as well, yeah. Curse him and upon him. (laughs) I like
2: how they pat themselves on the back with their well-laid plans. Yeah. Their plan was to blow up the docking bay so no one could get in or out, but did it during a pirate siege so there's multiple witnesses everywhere and got found out almost instantly because the old guy running the deep freeze is somehow in on the whole fucking plan (laughs) and told Ryder and Leia all of it. Not to mention killing the fucking lieutenant right outside the busiest yeah, disco in, in front town. Of
3: everyone. <laughs> the only disco, as far yeah. as we know.
2: And then, and then to top it off, to escape, he jumps on your mum's vacuum cleaner and off he falls.
3: <laughs> he does it himself. Jesus. Calgal. He's going to pretend that he was oblivious to the whole thing and he'll have his men executed for treason. But he's there, he's doing it himself. His men are practising nunchucks in a dormitory. Fucking ridiculous. Why the hell did he do it
2: himself? Yeah, that's a good point. He's got 200 men. He had to do it himself. Oh, he just likes an evil laugh, doesn't he? Well, it's different when you're watching it. I love this fucking add-on that makes no difference at all. McPherson says that it was one of Ryder's Viper Squadron many years ago who left him with this,
3: and then there's a (laughs) close-up of his walking stick. (laughs) it was like a gift. (laughs) Guess what I thought. Oh, he left him a walking stick. He just bought him a stick because of his limp. It seems more thoughtful than anything. I mean, what, why would the Viper Squadron be shooting at their own men? Then that's never made sense. Why no. has he got? Why have they made him limp? I also like the fact that it wasn't Ryder himself, but
2: someone else from his squadron that I mean, never gets. Surely, mentioned.
3: years many years ago, it wasn't anything to do with Ryder at all because he's not that old. No. He's not old enough to have been in the Viper Squadron since he was six. Calgon says Ryder must be destroyed. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, find (laughs) Ryder. Yeah, and then he also like walks nearly at the camera, but sort of like deviates at the end because he's like, "That that would hurt."
2: He does this a lot as well. He tells Macpherson to locate them, then await further instruction.
3: Because I'll come and do it myself personally, and not utilise any of my men.
2: I like how he's saying, "Go and find Ryder." Ryder's saying we need to find Calgon, but they're both in the most obvious places that
3: they would be. Yeah.
2: riders at the bridge yeah. and Calgon's R- in his ride office. At, <laughs> riders
3: in the good guys area and Calgon's in the baddies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no time for that. Champagne time! Woo! <laughs> Hooray! Someone's trying to kill us all. Let's have some champagne. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, someone's trying to blow us to bits. Champagne Drink. and cocktails. Drink anyone? It's
2: to celebrate Ryder's new position as the super top secret flight commander. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's involved.
3: They're loving it.
2: Ryder asks where Leia is, and Commander Santa tells him that she'll be in the gardens.
1: We used to change the every day. Well, David. Cheers. It's a great honour serving you and your ship, the Southern Sun. Here's to you, David. And happiness. That's what it's all about. Commander, where's Leah? Leah? David, I think you'll find her in her usual place. A greenhouse. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> well, Captain, can you remember when you were that young? <laughs> Be damned if I can. <laughs>
2: Uh, we cut to uh, Ryder and Leah having some sex on AstroTurf, which looks like it's probably not that it's, pleasant. It's
3: incredibly erotic, isn't it? Uh, we get the camera Incredibly angle. abrasive, that, that <laughs> the, surface. The, the camera angle is through a sort of like a wheel on a boiler, which is, <laughs> uh, which is super sexy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're just like on the floor. It's, it's <laughs> just, just on the floor near some plants.
2: There's some pillow talk about docking bays, which in there is actually put... some
3: pillows as well. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right to use that. They've got some pillows just on the floor. Like, yeah. What are they doing in the greenhouse? He says that uh, it's it's nice there. And she says this is my special place. And he says mine's the docking bay. <coughs> yeah. And it was just like, what you mean? Where the professor just died? Yeah. Yeah. Where you just exploded? I, the professor, my friend, the professor.
2: And Ryder says, I'd like to see the state of your docking bay.
3: <laughs> and she says, right after I look at your greenhouse.
2: Right after I look at your little dick and balls, she says. She doesn't really get any once."
3: <laughs> yeah, she's not down with lingo. You know, double entendre or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, she says, show me your cock. <laughs> and he says, I was. <laughs> It's amongst the foliage. <laughs> Get your green fingers on that. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole scene. There, that's, uh, <laughs> I think it was edited for the uh, final cut.
2: We were handed the script to do some doctoring <laughs> to it, and not yeah. everything we wrote made it in.
0: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
2: We
3: get the pirates, don't we, over the intercom to the commander. Yeah, what I like is it says, uh, you you have breached enemy territory. Oh, no, they're in enemy territory. They're saying this is our territory. Surrender immediately or be blown to astral dust. And then they open fire. So they really did mean immediately. Because uh, <laughs> even if they'd had time to say, okay, oh yeah. they're, they're under fire. So uh, surrender earlier is <laughs> <laughs> what they should have said we we get we get a battle stations everyone uh the leotard lady she she runs past again, just wearing like spandex, <laughs> everyone else has got a uniform she hasn't we get laser blasts uh it's just an all all out war commander jensen he's he's still dreaming, saying even in these circumstances. I hate violence. <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, "Well, what else is he? What else can we do? Just, just die. Yeah. We could all just like, blow up, shall we? Then, Commander."
2: Yeah, the captain. that so. That it. That's it. Is it? That's yeah. your. That's your fucking <laughs> command. Is it? So,
3: what should we do then? Just explode?
2: Just, just. I like how Calgon and McPherson are nodding and smiling at each other. So, what, what their plan is to be blown I've up by written, the pirates? I've written
3: their plan is to be blown up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the commander, he hates violence so much that he personally fires two missiles that destroy the entire pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you do that in the first place, commander? Yeah, Calgon's not happy because obviously his plan was to be destroyed with along with everyone else. And then... Champagne! <laughs> <laughs> More champagne! <laughs> Ryder holds court over about five or six engineers here. <laughs> and the angle at which he does it makes them all look like umpa lumpers Yeah, they do the little <laughs> cheering. Yeah, they're tiny. He's like really, really high above them all. I like how be-
2: these people are engineers who work on repairing the ship's engines, blah, blah, blah. Ryder says bollocks to that. I'm splitting you into three groups. One <laughs> of you, you're making weapons. <laughs> group two, you're soldiers. And group three... Get me some
3: food. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be on supplies and shit. Yeah, it's the easiest <laughs> but, group. But uh, but he doesn't actually say which is which. No. <laughs> so they could all just do, like to say, okay, well, I'll be in one, you could be in three. No so soldiers that... whatsoever. So only group two will be killed. Yeah. Because the other two are not facing direct combat. And
2: there's only six people, so group two, will, you would have thought, would have two people in it. He's <laughs> going to war with two people. Two well... people making
3: weapons and two
2: people getting food. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, a bit later on he says, no, I'm going to do this alone Yeah, against probably been 200. Killed. He's already told us there's 200 of them.
2: Probably killed instantly. Yeah. Uh, it seems the plan, here's the plan, Ken, you ready? The plan is to seal themselves inside the engine room yep. so that they never let them take control of the southern sun.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm not sure that's the greatest plan.
3: Oh, yeah, but he follows it up with, let's kick some ass. Let's go kick some ass. See? So that is the greatest plan, because they all go like that.
1: Yeah! And he
3: goes, come on! <laughs> and they all start <laughs> whooping and a hollering. They do. <laughs> yeah.
1: All on board, congratulations. We have successfully defended the Southern Sun against the latest pirate attack. But we must now focus on internal problems. May I have your attention, please? The officers of the watch, please form three groups. The first group is going to be responsible for making weapons. The second group is going to act as soldiers. The third group is responsible for getting food and supplies. I suggest we close off all entries and exits to the engine room. We're going to hold out here and never let them take over the southern sun. Let's get out there and kick some ass!
2: I like <laughs> how is in the garden and Calgon just fucking waltzes. His- in right yeah, up to me. We yeah, know. No one's
3: even said, hang on, that's Calgon, isn't it? Are we all supposed to be looking for him? Yeah. There's no security whatsoever, is there, to be honest? No, but she's not happy. She says she gives him some back chat, but he shuts her down with you're more attractive with your mouth shut. Yeah. Which is not really true. She's not overly attractive at all. But um we get more evil laughter.
2: And Calgon he shows the commander, Lear, in a in a video message and gives him <laughs> He's talking about surrender now. He gives him twelve hours. To surrender the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> John Leo will be jettisoned into space.
3: Commander, he lives by the sword. This is Beavers. Beavers gives him that. Beavers has a lot of this, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he lives by the sword. He's evil. He's ruthless. Only one man. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Beavers
2: says, he drops the bombshell to the, the commander, that there is only one man capable of combat on the whole bloody ship. <laughs> The rest of them are
3: shit. The rest of them are engineers. The rest of them are absolutely bloody useless. Get
2: me Dave Ryder.
3: Yeah. Cool Ryder. (laughs) That's what they needed then. Yeah, Ryder turns he just chokes out a guard straight away. Yeah, some paintball mask, hasn't he? He's got a paintball mask on. Yeah,
2: he does the shittest door kick I've ever seen.
3: He snaps the guy's neck. Yeah, and it's like a, a big swing door, isn't it? Like a two tube thing door. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be metal, but uh, yeah. it he, turns. He, he, <laughs> ki- he kicks it really. Uh, he's too far away from it, yeah. so he gets no. Yeah, right. he's got he's got no effort onto that. Yeah, it's once just he gets like it, slowly opens. Yeah, and
2: it's the front bit is supposed to be metal, but when it turns, you can see that it's wood. It's just like a set.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's being chased now by more paintball guys.
2: I put. What, why are they even wearing those? What's the positives of those masks? I don't know. <laughs> Just.
3: Fucking I, I've, I've masks. written quite a lot about those masks actually in in the next few bits.
2: There's a scene of him fighting two guards, and it's fucking. All I've, gone. I've
3: written it's an amazing fight sequence. Yeah, it's fucking which is out. sarcastic. Yeah. A bloody awful, bloody awful fight.
2: It really makes you appreciate people like Scott Adkins who can <laughs> act can, and also fight stuff. his fucking bollocks off, whereas this guy can barely turn his head and his you fist at the same, same time. throw
3: a punch. Yeah. Yeah, fucking there's a bit Jesus. of a knee, knees, knees to face, you know, after he's bent them double with a quick solar plexus punch.
2: Yeah, there's knee to knee at one point, which looked fucking painful for both of them. <laughs> Calgon gets out his high-intensity probing laser. <laughs> yes,
3: he does, yeah. To show Leia. <laughs> Whilst Leia's um, on a single strap around the waist gurney, yeah. which means she could still fully sit up. Um, but they have people holding her down as well. Calgon throws a bit of shade at Leia here. Mm.
2: He says, <laughs> it works not unlike ancient dental equipment, not that you'd know anything about that. Just like, all right,
3: okay now. Yeah, why would she? Why would anybody on that ship know anything about ancient dental equipment for it to be an insult?
2: Yeah, Not
3: that you'd know anything about it. Yeah, act like a dentist from the 20th century for once in your life, Leia. He wants her father's flight
2: contingency plans, is it?
3: Yeah. Countermeasures? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to stop us from blowing everybody up? Tell me! He's like, well, Dave. That's pretty much the plan <laughs> so far, Dave. I like how Leah sh- screams, Bastard! Yeah, you bastard. She says it twice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she gets higher the second time. Yeah, as well. She really does go for,
1: You bastard!
0: Let me introduce you to the
1: high-intensity probing laser. I do have one weakness. Pain. Other people's. Now, I'm going to use this laser on one of your teeth. It works not unlike ancient dental equipment. Not that you'd know anything about that.
0: Bastard.
1: now how about your father's contingency plans
2: <laughs> there's more shots of Ryder and a shit fighting
1: <laughs> he
3: uh, he bangs on a door for quite quite a long time actually whilst there's two guys inside and eventually one of them just goes, hang on a minute I'm just going to see what that is." Uh, when he opens the door, it's pretty Dave. Beats the shit out of them both. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never answer the door if they're banging like that. He puts
2: on a guard uniform, but not the mask, so what's the point? I've written that.
3: What's the whole disguise is he just changes clothes. (laughs) You can still see it's Dave. No one looks like him on the ship
2: besides him, so why the hell would would that be a good idea? Yeah,
3: I've written no mask. That's why you have the masks, you see. Yeah. Anyway, Calgon's powering on the laser tooth. He's simply going (laughs) to just Laser a one-tooth It shouldn't seem that un- uncomfortable. No. But. And, he, and then he says, I don't feel a thing, and treats us to an evil laugh. <laughs> there it is,
2: yeah. McPherson turns up, which stops the torture. He tells Calgon that he's going back to the engine room <laughs> yeah, in case he they told, miss him. He tells
3: him that he's leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, Calgon, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Calgon goes with him, though, to be fair. Yeah, he says, all oh, right, I'll see you out. And he leaves a
2: layer in the hands of Kyle Gass from the rock band Tenacious D. Yeah,
3: uh, a guy called Joseph. Joseph. We get to meet Joseph. Um, He's got a monitor malfunction, Uh, so he calls Murray. (laughs) Who must be on IT. (laughs) Yeah, he, he calls Murray and says, I've got a monitor malfunction here. And he says, all right, I'll pencil you in for next week. He says, next week? It's really urgent. Yeah, this is actually true. I'm not, We're not just making this bit up. And he says, all right, I'll try and get there. I'll do anything I can to help you out, buddy. Meanwhile, Red Brown's running around. Out uh, of breath. Dave, yeah, yeah, I, I put that. Maybe do cardio next week, eh? <laughs> hey, Dave? <laughs> just heavy breathing yeah, for the whole thing. he's really, really struggling, isn't
2: he? You never see Arnie or Sly out. I mean, Sly out of breath when he's training for Rocky, but... Stallone isn't panting heavily and with his hands on his knees. <laughs> <I> mean,
3: <laughs> like red brown. Schwarzenegger was literally the running man. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally all he did. Yeah. And this this guy's just run a bit and he's just like <gasps> <gasps> Which they all left in as well. They left that in, they didn't cut that out. And Alea immediately starts flirting with Carl Gass yeah, Because she can sit up because she's got a single strap in the middle of the bloody gurney.
2: Yeah, it's just luckily this guy's a complete idiot.
3: Yeah. She's just like that, hey you. And he does the Huh? Me? <laughs> even though he's the only one there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it gets closer, closer still. And then she starts just kissing his chin, which is weird. But he likes it. And then jo- Joseph she she convinces Joseph to take off his trousers.
2: What if she's his whole uniform because yeah. it's a fucking boiler
3: suit? Yeah, and uh, he's he's uncuffed her and everything, you know, so he's an absolute bloody idiot.
2: He's got his uniform around his ankles and she tells him to remove her shoe. Yeah,
3: he then says, shoe... boogie, yeah, shoe.
2: <laughs> Slim me them six digits. He's calling for the power of shoe boogie to help <laughs> him get through this. That's how you get through situations like that.
0: Sit then, me them seven digits.
2: And as he's, as he's removing her shoe, she just kicks him to the floor and grabs the gun. And there he is lying sprawled with his uniform around his ankles like a... Total jackass. Yeah. Ryder arrives and they point the gun at each other, a little smile. Leah zips up her top and says, what took you so long? Ryder's out of breath.
3: Yeah, and he <laughs> says, fucking knackered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to drink. You ain't got to have a lot of some water or something.
2: Yeah, Ryder suggests taking Kyle gass's uniform, which somehow fits Leah perfectly. Yeah, I've
3: put uh, uh, Joseph's
2: clothes fit her perfectly. And off they go for the final showdown. As, as KG, uh, Kyle Gass is tied to the console and screaming his head off. Calgon's mm. told over the radio they've escaped, and he gets all his men out looking for them.
3: Yeah, it's uh, they're at level 17. They've been spotted at level 17, apparently. There's yeah. lots of levels. The alarms, the siren, that goes off. Um, reinforcement's headed, the alarm goes off.
2: Lots of running and screaming up corridors by uh, them.
3: Dave, Dave has a quick look around the corner. He says, okay, it looks clear. And as soon as they step out, they get shot at <laughs> yeah. because it's not fucking clear at all. Yeah. yeah, there's loads of bad guys there, you fool.
2: Yeah, they, they destroy what looks to be a lovely buffet that Calgon's put on <laughs> for them, which is a shame. Uh, they escape the buffet through the only other door in the room and that's enough for the new lot of guards who turn up to... Uh, to get on the radio and say they've lost them. Yeah, Calgon,
3: we've lost them. Guess what he says. Calgan, we've
1: lost them. Idiot! Idiot! Idiot!
3: <laughs> and then he drives away in his little buggy.
2: I do say Kalgon now spends the rest of the movie calling his guards idiots. Yeah. Every time they fail from his little baby <laughs> buggy that he's sat in. <laughs>
3: well. Now then, right, we mentioned this earlier, but now they do actually put the masks on. Okay, so they put the masks on, and it's like, good, now you can be fine. And then the first person they walk past says, hey, I need to see your ID. <laughs> so they punch him in the face, take their masks off again. Yeah, <laughs> so this it. didn't work. <laughs> that's the end. It's the end of trying the masks. <laughs> take the, uh, punches him, shoots him, takes the masks off. Didn't work after all. Oh, no, right. no one's ever asked for ID <laughs> off any of the other guards. It was yeah. just these two.
2: Probably so because one of the guards is in high heels, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Clack
3: clacking around the place. Yeah, and,
2: and Leia in high heels and a paintball mask can still beat up at least
3: three of these guys. So right, Who the fuck's trained these two? Calgon, he gets back to HQ, and as he walks in, he just pushes some old bloke out of the way, which I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just on his way in, he doesn't speak, just walks in, pushes him out of the way. Yeah, it amused me. I, I like that bit. He tells uh, Flash Gordon to kill
2: Kyle Gass, Such is his anger that the fact that two hundred of his men cannot stop a
3: rider and yeah. Leia, he says, he says, "I'm, uh, I don't know, surrounded by incompetence or something, undermined by my own disciples, hoisted <laughs> by my own petard." <laughs> it would be great if he threw that. <laughs> in. Then he says, "Where is that idiot?" Meaning Joseph, of course. Uh, then he just says, "Kill him. Yeah, <laughs> just kill him. Kill him. Whatever." Layer and Ryder, they, they just stroll back to the bridge. Yeah, there's another red alert now, and there's another siren that goes off, even though it's already going off. Sirens up the at, wazoo. At this point, people seem to wake up in this dormitory of men, um, <laughs> which I believe is uh, a dragon sound. I think they're waking up from the Miami connection. <laughs> there's a guy who gets up, has got long curly hair and a moustache. I-
0: Listen to me!
3: <laughs> he says over the tannoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, thought,
2: I thought they were all orphans.
3: That's what. Um, <laughs> That's how they all became the uh, enforcers.
2: That's what Macpherson says to Calgon.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the point where we learn that McPherson's a traitor. Not beforehand. We only learn this now, or the characters learn this now.
2: Because, uh, yeah, they tell um,
3: the, 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 the commander. Yeah, he's so shocked he repeats everything they say he, back to them. He doesn't believe it. He refuses to believe it,
2: despite the fact Leia says that he was there. Mm-hmm. She saw it with her own eyes.
3: Yeah, he repeats it all back. Ryder says, just let me do my thing. Yeah. Leia, of course, says... Oh, no, no, I think it's Beavers. Beavers Beavers and Leia. Beavers says, I'm coming with you. Leia's like, me too. She says, me too. Dave says, I'd rather do it alone. Then we get the line, as you please, Dave. Yeah, he (laughs) doesn't give a fuck, does he? Which is a stupid line. That's, That's not heroic. As you please, Dave. <laughs> one of the old films I made in you, the seventies. Yeah, I remember that one. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, Leia, you also stay here. Yeah, <laughs> that's the instruction of in off Alfie Fox. Yeah, that's the end of that.
2: <laughs> Didn't take much convincing to stop yeah, Commander like, Beavers yeah, from, from, from helping. He's like, yeah, all right then. To be honest with you, how shit these guards are, I don't blame him. Yeah, I could have done it. Damn you! Whispers <laughs> McPherson as Ryder turns up. Uh, I think is he trying to escape McPherson? He seems to be trying to get somewhere. Quite I don't quickly. know. He's got a limp. He can't go quickly. Ryder calls him a sneaky little shit. Yeah,
3: Galgon says we're going in, and then like everyone walks into each other. It's like you know when <laughs> everyone's like trying to really quickly get to a different place. Like it's red alert. They yeah. just all walk into each other. Lots of running.
2: This is one of my favorite death scenes coming up now. There's a guy and he's dressed like Ace Freely, the the spaceman from Kiss. <laughs> He turns up and he's calling to Ryder pathetically that we're being attacked from above. Yes,
3: yeah, yes, yeah.
2: And Calgon shoots him in the back, which propels him forward over the railings. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous looking But And he death.
3: almost lands on Macpherson. He's very close to landing on Macpherson, actually. Yeah, we get more lasers, uh, more running. He gets into a freaking laser fight with Calgon and his men on the scaffolding.
2: At one point, actually, Ryder shatters the glass, like there's a glass dial... Shatters it on the tank. it goes straight into Jack Nicholson's face, and he flies over <laughs> the railings into a vat of
3: chemicals. Jack's dead, my friend <laughs> yeah. the next time he says
2: I thought it was supposed to be a sealed
3: off area. everyone's there. Dave Dave's got his laser gun shot out of his own hand. Shoe boogie dies as well. do you see him? He runs in and gets shot. <laughs> he dances his way to
2: death. yeah, I like how the captain cuts to the captain <laughs> It cuts to the captain with this line he's, mm. <laughs> he's watching no, it on the is, on the screen he's like. So many young lives wasted. War. <laughs> yeah!
3: Shut up, beavers.
2: Always brings out the worst in men. Or in man. I don't know. I feel like I've failed. I mean, he's let his flight command- commander cultivate a 200-plus man army <laughs> to overthrow him and
3: sell the entire population of the spaceship into slavery, but... Been attacked twice by pirates since we've seen it.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> God knows how often that used to happen.
2: Yeah, his lieutenant's dead and there's been bazooka fights at the disco. Professor's
3: so... dead. His yeah. guest of honour's died before we even <laughs> saw him.
2: So, And he didn't even realise any of this until about ten minutes ago. So, yes, you have failed Santa. Santa has failed us.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, McPherson is uh, very, very quickly limping down some stairs to the point of him nearly falling down them. Then he turns and shoots his own men who've run past him, still thinking he's a good guy. No more. I like um Ryder.
2: Yeah. Someone has a flamethrower. Yeah, what's the
3: Seems the, implausible the, on a engine in the engine they're room. They're so high, right. The, the the railings are like it's like about four stories up. The flamethrower has a limited range, whereas the lasers don't. So why would you think a flamethrower's one I'll have? From the ground floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, from on the floor. Yeah, so that's useless, but someone does have it. Um, still, they're still firing. And then Calgon gets shot dead. Yeah, yeah it looks like it, doesn't he's just it? He's like, what? Yeah, he's just, he's just down. Calgon's down. I was thinking, is that just somebody else who's got slick back hair and looks a bit like I him?
2: I thought that too. i I put a question mark over that. I like Ryder. He runs up to the guy with the flamethrower, and he says... Um, engine room, move, move, move <laughs> hurry, get out of here, let's get out of here to the engine room, move, 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 move. get back to the engine room move, move. All right, get out of here let's get
3: out of here back to the engine room yeah, and then takes the fire uh, the flamethrower off him
2: yeah, he just starts flamethrowing in random directions he yeah. flamethrows the actually- wall at one point
3: at one point, he's running off with the flamethrower behind him, just firing behind him, he doesn't even look at what <laughs> he's what, what he's mean. doing. It <laughs> could be Leia, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> so just running off.
2: I put I put uh, Calgon. Take some shrapnel.
3: Yeah, well, um, stupid hair. The uh, the Mohawk guy. He turns up and just says cockerel tits. says, because yeah. <laughs> because uh, Dave Dave has f- put fire everywhere. So <laughs> so he just says." We can't go that way. It's a waste of time. Calgon's dead. Let's get out of here. And they all go okay. So they just all stop fighting and walk off. Yeah, and they'll just leave. Which, which is a weird, weird time for Leia to suddenly see Dave on camera and go and like find him. Yeah, because like she, he was, he was under a lot more attack and like before. But no, no, she's like, I'm going. And then uh, beavers. Now, I'm pretty sure this isn't right, but you can play the the, the sound bites. He says, "Come back," and then <laughs> the commander Jensen says, "Really, Debbie? You can't stop love." I don't know what he says. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's not calling him Debbie, <laughs> but that's what it sounded like. And I watched it three times to see what it could be. Maybe when you said Devers, maybe maybe he changed his name to Devers at that point. Yeah. But it sounded like he said, "Really, Debbie."
2: I mean, Devers sounds like a 90s radio DJ, doesn't he? It doesn't it?
3: sound like Debbie, either.
2: It's The Breakfast Show with Captain Chap- Devers. Leah. <laughs> Leah.
1: Leah, come back. Forget it, Debbie. You can't stop, love.
3: McPherson, meanwhile, he's now just laying back, chilling out, and uh, casually shooting people. Why
2: is he on the ground?
3: Uh, he's got a bad leg. I don't, yeah. I don't know. He just—he just looks like he's lounging around the place, just casually, one one arm with a gun, just shooting randomly.
2: Ryder screams before each gunshot. Now that's what he's resorted to.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he does. Yeah, he 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 shouts,
2: and then shoots, and then and he's then, fine and again. He's,
3: he's shooting at McPherson. It looks like it's a straightforward uh, one-on-one uh, shootout. But wait, who's that inexplicably hanging from a rope nearby? <laughs>
1: Spider-Man, Spider-Man.
3: <laughs> no, it's Leia, who uh, for some reason is is just like...
2: Hanging from a rope. Hanging
3: from a fucking rope.
2: That's what it's, uh, I put in my version skipper scene. I was going to ask you because all of a sudden McPherson's on the ground and Leia's
3: hanging by a rope. Yeah, she, she's she's like just there. So she, she shoots him. Um, I think it's her that kills him, I don't know. Well, Ryder lets out a little girly scream before he runs down the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she lands on the road. Yeah, she lands, showing us that she's still wearing her high heels. Dave then just goes woo, how, and runs like Michael Jackson, and and, and runs and runs a
2: bit like Cool Cat down the stairs, very sort of (laughs) ginger, like trying to be quick but not being able to be quick. It's probably the least badass move an action
3: hero has ever done.
2: The scream and this ginger yeah. run down the stairs. MacPherson, however,
3: he's he's, uh, he's trying to escape now. He's he's dragging himself into sort of like a little trench. He seems to be surrendering at this point. Yeah, he's, he's now. It turns out he's in the ga- gas expulsion bit, and he said, "He says we can work this out. It doesn't have to be like this." Uh, which Dave agrees with by releasing methane gas and uh, setting fire to Macpherson with a gunshot, just burning him to death.
2: Yeah, the the flames go down the thing that he's in, the yeah. trench. So and just... very,
3: very slowly he's watching his inevitable death approach him, which um, he's disabled, Macpherson. <laughs> he's a disabled man. <laughs> he just gets burned to death and there's um, nothing he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, and he just watches the flames until they eventually catch up with him. Somewhere
2: and... a Balerian is dancing to this.
3: Yeah, but then, then they lie down. Yes, that, they do. That as, as Macpherson dies, the Balerion just lays down again. Yeah, the same... It's like it was nothing to do with it. I mean, that fire surely is what's killed him, not her dancing about a bit.
2: No. Calgon wakes up as well, we see, and he he's he coming.
3: Does. He does, and he's not happy, because when he wakes up, he goes like this.
2: Yeah, he's coming, and he's coming for Dave Ryder. Yeah. Ryder and Leia, they head to the bridge...
3: Ryder well, at, this point, at this point i don't know i don't know when it happened but it was only at this point i noticed that dave Ryder had changed clothes back again mm. to have, he's taken off the uniform and now he's back in his vest and little belt i think that was during the fight with mcpherson
2: why cuz you don't want to be fighting in a in a boiler suit do you? fair
3: enough good work dave yeah
2: if bruce willis has taught us anything you've got to do it in a tank top or well, what's even the point <laughs>
3: Leah says to Dave as they walk off from McPherson, "I've never seen anyone burn before. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's something that everyone's just like, really, that's unusual.
2: Yeah, everyone else has." Ryder cusses her out for nearly getting herself killed, and Leah comes back with, "But I thought you'd be happy to see me." And uh, Ryder, He's, he says, "Of course I am. Yeah, your father should have stopped you." And she says, "My father stopped interfering with me when I was fifteen years old." <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. My father stopped interfering with my life when I was 15 years old. Thank goodness. Pedo otherwise, Santa. Otherwise, Commander Jensen we <laughs> really investigated. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for your father. He's a good man and very giving lover. I just wish he could control you as well as he does his ship. She says, control me? If I hadn't have saved you in that engine room, and he says, oh, come on. I would have gotten out of that situation, no problem. (laughs) Okie dokie. Boingie, 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 boingie. (laughs) You better believe it. (laughs) It's probably true, to be honest, she didn't really help at all, did she? No, she just hung from a rope. Leia says, well, that's gratitude. And he says, why did you do it? And she says, because... Oh, never mind, you really
3: are stubborn. And he says, you better believe it, bitch. Yeah. And punches her in the face that doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> Calgon catches up to them and it turns out our final showdown is taking place on the bumper cars. Yeah,
3: we get on the straight
2: on those dodgeums. Here we go. He manages to knock Lear off onto the ground straight away and Ryder's like, Lear, are "You are right. Son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah, keeps shouting that, doesn't it? She's just like I'm fine. She gets up straight away, but Ryder's yeah. drive it off. <laughs>
3: what happens was there's a chase it's cal it's cal gan or calgon whichever one you want uh and dave and they they're racing around she runs out sees them go past it's like a bit like a scooby doo thing where you open the wrong door and they run through the other doors she runs out they drive past her then she just runs off again yeah it's like that happens twice he shouts dave shouts I'm going to get you, you bastard! (laughs) To which Calgon replies in the much more civilised way of saying, you meddling fool. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a lot better for me. I'd appreciate a villain like that. I like how Leah, in high heels,
2: has been able to run past them and and meet them and and stand (laughs) in front of them. And still get there first. And Ryder's like, Leah, get out of the way!
3: (laughs) She stands just stock still in front of both of them approaching her, shooting a laser that's doing nothing. Uh, quite wildly firing, actually. She, what the hell she's firing at? Yeah, Cal- Calgon looks
2: to run her over.
3: What rider makes the save? Yeah, n- knocking by, his bumper by shouting, "Shit,
2: son of a
0: bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> look
2: out! Look out! And uh, they managed to—he managed to knock into
3: to Calgon. and it knocks him off course, so he
0: can't yeah, but, run her over. But
2: if
3: if he hadn't, she would have been run over by both of them because they were both heading straight for her. Yeah, like, she's a
2: fucking idiot. Yeah, and Leah thanks him by momentarily disabling Ryder's bumper car by shooting it, I guess. And Calgon takes the, the chance to drive at her, and he, he's got the line of the film here.
0: I get you, you bastard! Meddling fool!
3: Ah! He's he's got an evil laugh either side of that line as well, by the way. He's laughing on his way to saying it. He's laughing as he said it. And he actually does run her over. Yeah. He hits (laughs) her. Yeah, because we get a, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) as well as... uh, Ryder eventually just jumps from buggy and forces six.
2: He starts his car again, drives headfirst towards him, and this is the best thing in the movie. Ryder, he scream, he's yeah. screaming down the this, camera This house is where he's
3: shouting, yeah.
2: And stops abruptly, with no expression on his face, to ready himself for the next sort of, like, stunt, <laughs> Red Brown. He just screams, and he's totally fine. <laughs> jumps out of the buggy, rolls onto the floor. The buggy, going two miles an hour, manages to drive into Calgon, the, the Calgon's actually not in the car when it comes to the, yeah, the yeah. this. Yeah,
3: yeah. This is empty at this point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but not, he, not even a dummy is in the car. <laughs> yeah. It's just like there's just no, nobody's there.
2: Yeah, it's just empty, and it, but it does cut back to Calgon who like raises his hand to his head, and he's like, ah! and uh, the thing blows up into a massive fireball, considering they're little electric vacuum cleaners. It's the fireball is huge.
3: Yeah, I and mean, then they he he gives him the old fuck you, doesn't he? Yeah, he gives him the old. Uh, Up up your sort of arm movement.
2: And then cut to later, I guess. Has it been years? Has it been months? Who knows? Not sure. Ryder and Leah, they're kissing in what looks to be the edible garden from Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka movie. (laughs) And uh, there's a a, a voiceover overhead asking um, Ryder, Attention, Commander Ryder. We're ready for takeoff. She says, Won't you miss your flight? And Ryder says, Does that mean you won't marry me? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what that means at all. That doesn't mean that.
3: She laughs and he picks her up and carries her two feet away. Yeah, we get the old Dave. Yeah, so they can go and kiss by the boiler. Yeah, i put that. Carries her over a little bit just for some more kissing. Dave Ryder, you old romantic. The
2: end. But wait. Or is it? (laughs) But wait. We're at the engineering floor again. The camera slowly pans over a smouldering Kalgan and that's not... He's smouldering looks-wise. <laughs> like,
3: look like Zoolander. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's literally smouldering his corpse. He opens his eyes right at the end there to tease a sequel
3: we thankfully never got. Mm. It's a shame. And then we get a lovely ballad. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it's called Edge of a Dream. Oh, <laughs> it's beautiful. I think it's called. It's,
2: that. it's one of my favourite end uh, theme tunes. Yeah, the totally worst for irrelevant, me was,
3: irrelevant to everything.
2: Worst for me was Demolition Man. Best is definitely this. Oh yeah, that was Sting. Wasn't oh, it? Fucking old it on shit. Yeah. And that is the end of Space
3: Mutiny. Thank goodness for that.
2: Did you enjoy the film? Did you like it? I'm not sure I did. No. I'm not sure
3: I did enjoy it. I'm
2: just, I just think Red Brown is not an action hero. He's someone that sh- that could be in an action film as a side character. He can't carry a whole film.
3: Clearly not.
2: No, no. There's just something off about him as an action hero. That like what Arnie has, Red Brown does not. And Dolph and John Claude and all those sort of people. The high pitched screams. The fact that he can't really fight. Is wait, it just because
3: he's tall and he's got blonde hair? Wait till Strike Commando, then. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet of red brown if you ain't seen that.
2: Where does this rank in the red brown uh, um, film? To be honest,
3: from what you what you read out, pretty much Strike Commando is the only other film I've seen with him in. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, and Cage. Yeah. Um, Cage is all right. But Cage that, is that's, okay. that's more Luke for you know, to be yeah. honest with you. That's incredibly homoerotic, by the way, Cage. Yeah. <laughs> just, even though they're just, just buddies you know, yeah. from, from the war. But um, Strike Commando is much better than this. Cage is much better than this. This is just a mess. This is like, doesn't even know what it is. is it a kid's film, but then he shouts bastard and son of a bitch every now and then. Yeah, this was a... Uh... A
2: favourite of people from Mystery Science Theater. This is one I watched. One of the first ones I saw of it and uh, really, really enjoyed it. So I thought we would do it for the podcast. Wouldn't recommend watching it without the (laughs) Mystery Science Theater
3: commentary, to be honest. Oh, thanks. You didn't recommend I watched it with that, did you? (laughs) It it was fun. It was fun. It was shit. So there you go.
2: Yeah, kind of like this (laughs) podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah, apart from the fun bit. (laughs) Right, viewers? Yeah, Listeners? Speaking
2: of shit, anyone? (laughs) Let's move on to this week's film pitch. Fantastic.
0: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
2: Okay, so we've obviously got to go down the sci-fi route for this week.
3: Right, I've got a title. Right. Um, It was something that actually exists, I believe, Asylum have released a film, uh, or Sci-Fi Channel, make more sense if it was them, right? Yeah. But um, (laughs) uh, I spoke about this on Twitter with other people, and it... There's a film. It's called Battle Star Wars. Nice, and it's an exact, it's an actual film that exists. Okay, so that that's already out there. So let's change it to Battle Star Wars Galactical Trek.
2: Battle Star Wars Galactical Trek.
3: Yeah. Okay. Battle so it,
2: Star Wars
3: colon Galactical <laughs> Trek. Oh, I dunno. No, because um. No, we don't. It's just the whole thing's just one. Yeah. Just one sentence. Part <laughs> seven. And then we can fill fill the back episodes in later. Right. I've got it. Episode seven. Yeah. I'm in part. <laughs> episode seven. I'm writing that in Roman numerals. Nice. Because that looks cool. There we go. Episode seven. We need a subheading for the episode seven.
2: What was the name of the pub? Not the Southern Sun, the other one. The Limping Drago. The Limping
3: Drago. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Let's have, yeah. let's have a backstory. We never did find out what happened to him. Yeah. It was just that the Viper Squadron was responsible. Or well, wouldn't this just be Space Mutiny then, if it was a
2: prequel? No. Okay, so episode seven, The Limping
3: Drago. Yeah, so episode 12 is Space Mutiny. Space Mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the prequel to that. But right. There's already six previous episodes to this, also.
2: Episode one is. Um... It's McPherson's just... conception.
3: <laughs> he doesn't have to be in them all. All right. Okay. <laughs> Episode one can be no space, just men. <laughs> it's the dormitory of men. Yes. <laughs> so it all came about.
2: <laughs> so who's in this shit show then?
3: Mm, this is where we fall down, isn't it? With our with our stuff.
2: I guess we'd have to re- recast maybe the commander, Brian Blessed, maybe.
3: No. He's not going to do it.
2: Why? He loves this shit. Flash Gordon's in it. Uh. Maybe he could be Calgon.
3: What, Sam J. Jones? Yeah. Flash as Calgon? Yeah, Sam J. Jones as Calgon. It's going against type. I've got Blessed as the commander.
2: Commander Claus, yeah. Maybe uh, Billy Idol as the Captain Beavers. Captain Beavers, Billy Idol, yeah. He did well in uh, The -hmm. Wedding Planner. Yeah, and natural <laughs> acting. Jack Nicholson is himself falling off, <laughs> into the vat of chemicals during the gunfight.
3: that would be good because we can get him and then not have to pay him. Because right, we're throwing him into a vat yeah, of chemicals, we're just burning him alive.
2: <laughs> yeah, shoe boogie, get him back in in a cameo. We
3: we putting him above Jack Nicholson in the credits. Yeah, <laughs> and introducing Jack Nicholson as <laughs> chemical guy. <laughs> That's chemical face. Chemical face. Yes. Carl Weathers has got to be in there somewhere. Right, in the coat, we'll go against type. Carl Weathers can be bad guy. God, what what could he be called? Well, Commander Carl Weathers.
2: Oh, yeah, of course, yeah.
3: He could <laughs> be on another ship. He could be, um,
2: yeah, yeah, he can, yeah. He could be on a, a rival ship. Maybe we could have um, Rep Brown as um, Dave Ryder Sr. Old Man Ryder. <laughs> oh, what, another <laughs> one of your films. <laughs> That's what his name is. Yeah, Old Man Rider. He can play the dad. Yep, he's in Old Man Rider. And then some kid as Dave Rider Junior from Space Mutiny. Blonde, uh... just fl- blonde flat top. Whatever kid's got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's many. <laughs> exactly, it'll narrow it down. The older brother from
3: Home Alone, Buzz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he won't be—he wouldn't have age, would he? <laughs> I don't know when that film was made. <laughs> he looks the same every year. <laughs> <laughs> every time you watch it, exactly.
2: Yeah, so young, some young up upstarters, Dave Ryder Jr. He just gets a little cameo anyway. He's not in it
3: much. So basically, Carl Weathers. Yep, he's a baddie. He's a bad guy. He's he's the commander of the good ship Starfuck. Yeah,
2: he's a he's a pirate. He's a space pirate. He's after something in the spaceship, a,
3: a duel, a a duel that um is where they get their power.
2: He's yeah, he's after the the what he's after whatever The
3: legendary
2: is, basically they're after whatever jets. powers the Southern Sun because their main pirate ship, the HMS Starfuck mm. is losing power, so they're all going to die on that ship unless they get a new reactor. So, you see, in Carl Weathers' mind, he's the good guy because he's saving he's his to people. Save,
3: save everyone on his starship.
2: Yeah. Whilst Brian Blessed is all about good times, partying, and chilling with Sasquatch. Well, that's what he does. Yeah. Maybe he could have Sasquatch as a, an actual person on the bridge. Sasquatch on the bridge? Yeah. That's another film pitch. Yeah. <laughs> just like you know like Chewy, like in Are Star they, Wars yeah. you Are just they? got Sasquatch okay so that's the plot and they're basically trying to infiltrate and what's, um,
3: what's the what's the jewel what's the jewel we're talking about what's the uh, we've got to have a name for it
2: I guess it's something that, that powers the whole ship and it's like a crystal the crystal what's space age sounding the, the crystal eye, the eye of the Billy Crystal <laughs> the Billy Crystal of Destiny yes <laughs>
3: Yeah, is he going to be not? in it? No. Can we get him in it? B-
2: Billy Crystal? Yeah, no. Maybe there's a picture of he him up do... in the <laughs> reactor room. <laughs> this is Can't not be a... the fucking Billy Crystal <laughs> of what destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Of... We had this problem with fucking Blood Thunderstorm. Whatever the fuck we came up with, Blood Thunder. But it's just, it's just a, it's just the reactor, the a- reactor, the batteries.
3: reactor crystal of
2: no crystal. Get rid of crystal. <laughs> You know French. Give me a French word.
3: Cristallian bamboozer. Who's he? No, I made it up. Oh. That's how we can get away with it. Sounds like a Nigerian
2: football player.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Nigerian dictator. There you go, then. The Cristallian bamboozah. Is that what they're looking for?
2: That's what they need. That's what powers the southern sun. can at the end they just all get along? No. Okay. Carl Weathers and all of his people die a horrible, horrible <laughs> death.
3: <laughs> that is sad, isn't it? Yeah. Do we meet any of his people?
2: Yeah, like Flash Lightning is uh, is like a, a, an ace pilot in the in the
3: uh, who who kills him? Um, Dave Senior, old man Rider. Yeah, how shoots him? <laughs> it's not overly futuristic, is
2: it? <laughs> Neither was fucking space mutiny. <laughs>
3: Who's playing limping Drago?
2: oh um, what about um, Lou Diamond Phillips very good it's basically them preventing uh, Carl Weathers from killing everybody they're good guys in this and they turn to the dark side because Carl Weathers and his people um, they they take those two hostage and tell them that there's more to life than just wanking on a spaceship (laughs) you know
3: (laughs) yeah well it's about time they learnt that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Their eyes are open to the possibilities of wanking on a planet instead. So.
3: <laughs> a little spaceship masturbation.
2: Well, it's, it's a 90% of it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs>
0: it's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
2: Maybe we could have Terry Crews in it. I like Terry Crews. I'd like to get him in as much as possible. Alright, we'll have him. As? Keith the Teeth O'Malley. Why is he called that? Because he's, he's, he's got teeth. Yeah, <laughs> He's a gangster on the southern sun. Why don't they get rid of him? Yeah, it's a massive ship, though, and he, he controls the sort of... The teeth. He controls... All, you know, all teeth. You know, like the Titanic.
3: Can he control teeth?
2: Control with he controls his, his own teeth, his teeth to, to, <laughs> to, like, chew and <laughs> things, eat, if you mean. eat me. food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it.
3: <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's how he got his name.
2: You know, like in the Titanic, you've got different classes of decks.
3: That's oh, the same on the Sud's. I've never seen Titanic. Well,
2: just the Titanic in general, not with DiCaprio. <laughs> you know, they had decks that were like first class deck, second class, yeah, third prob- class. Probably.
3: Yeah. you could be in charge of the teeth deck.
2: <laughs> yes. he's. Uh, he's. Is he
3: the only one with teeth on that deck? Probably knowing That's why the, the, they call him that.
2: the living conditions of that yeah. place, he's con- he's like controlling that that deck there.
3: Bloody hell!
2: And uh, yeah, that, that they need to get past him to get to the reactor. So you why know. the
3: hell would they put the reactor beneath Teeth the Keith O'Malley? <laughs>
2: they didn't. They didn't design the ship thinking one day Teeth the Keith O'Malley will be <laughs> patrolling the third
3: deck. Well, he's only on deck three. <laughs> So it goes really shit from like one straight to three. No one's got teeth. Deck one, deck one's every everyone's rich. Deck two, everyone's okay. Deck three, no one's got teeth.
0: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
3: So yeah, got, yeah. Run through it for me. What we've got? We've got Battle Star Wars Galactical Trek episode seven. We're on the Southern Sun. Brian Blessed is. Commander Santa Claus. Flash Gordon as Calgon. Billy Idol as Captain Beavers. Commander Carl Weathers of the good ship Starfuck. <laughs> Reb Brown as Old Man Rider. Blond Kid <laughs> Flat Top, Sasquatch as himself.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Shoe Boogie as himself. And Lou Diamond Phillips as Limping Drago. Yes. All on a plot. To find and sustain the crystallian bamboozer <laughs> Yes, the
2: southern sun want to keep it. The star fox want to take, take it. it
3: away. Who will prevail? Find out. Who cares? In battle, Star Wars: Galactical Trek, Episode Seven, Part Two, Epilogue. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch it. <laughs> it's got a great what? cast. I
2: was going to say, look at the it's cast. It's got a
3: great cast, I'll give it that, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's much happening.
2: <laughs> That's the general plot. We don't. We can go into a few scene details, if you like. Uh,
3: where's the women? This is where we always fall down. Sexist bastards that we are. Okay, so I guess... I know you said there should be, a, like, a, a young...
2: kind of a female sasquatch with tits, if you want. Oh, yeah, fine.
0: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
2: And with that, we bring this episode of a podcast to a close. Thank you, as always, to my co-host, Kenby Wilde. Thank
3: you very, very much indeed.
2: So what did you think of this week's episode? What did you think of this week's film, Space Mutiny? Was it better than Star Wars? Was it better than Star Trek? Where does... <laughs> no. <laughs> Where does Red Brown stand in your all-time action heroes list? <laughs> Low. And should we do another one of these films soon? Strike Commando. Let us know. The email address is badmoviecult@gmail.com. at gmail.com You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Would you like to discuss this week's episode with other cult members? Well, you can. You just need to search the Bad Movie Cult discussion group on Facebook. We're <laughs> there. Shit. All links are available in the show notes. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can by simply leaving us an Apple podcast rating or review, which is a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. Join us again in two weeks' time, where we will be back with another movie review deep dive and film pitch, right here on the Bad Movie Cult podcast.
4: No marches now Here I stand On the edge of a dream The future before me And time in between Here I am On the edge of a dream Edge
3: of a dream Show me your cock
4: ah!